Hey everybody, welcome to Video Game Apocalypse number 85. Wow, this, this is going to... 86 or 85? 80, hmm, 86, <laughs> I think it's yes. 86. You might be right. There's no return from 86. I think you probably just deleted 85. I did. Yes, okay, so we're 86. Mm-hmm. There's no return from 86. No, I'm going to no reiterate that Green Day quote for everybody who bought uh, Insomnia. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that's a reference to. Well, Even though you just explicitly said it. I did, I explicitly it. said it. When you 86 something, that means mm-hmm. to get rid of it. It hmm. does. And I tr- it was one of those things I tried to look up. Like, where did that come from? And it has no fucking meaning at all. It's it's loosely based on something misinterpreted from the military. So, Video game apocalypse. So next week, when we delete this episode to make room on your shitty laptop, mm-hmm. we will 86. Future eighty-six. Shitty we, will, laptop. we will 86. From 2005. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes if, if you ever wonder We've already we, 8685 so Ask for money for equipment We are using a stolen laptop From a job I haven't worked at in three years wow. It is mm. old as Thanks fuck. for the confession, criminal <laughs> I didn't steal it as much as I borrowed it Never gave it back And no one there <laughs> works there remembers It's and possible that you first got that laptop 86 months ago Let him come for it I'll mm-hmm. board up I'll, I'll go Koresh Set fire to a laptop looked at me like, what? What? Uh, that's too old a reference. Nobody mm-hmm. will get that. Uh, anyway, it has been a terrible week for video game fandom since, since we recorded our last show. The internet basically imploded mm. and fucked itself in the ass. And Wait, it uh, did? but we oh. will continue with this month's horror theme. Hashtag not your horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Sorry. I've lost. I'm an the activist. Yeah. I'm an activist now. Oh. I'm oh, okay. very religious. Okay. But uh, it's it's an interesting week for games. Uh, more interesting for horror, I guess, because we are doing our top five around our favorite haunted houses in games. Wait, Very should, ominous. Should we say who he is? I want to say who I am. We should. We should. I'm Michael Raparas. Mm. I feel like we should just do this whole intro over again. No. No, not at all. Disaster. Not at all. Everybody's right. loving it. I'm uh, Michael Raparas. You are. Uh, Chris the Male Booty Antista. And? And I'm a spooky ghost, Lewis. <laughs> I think you mean spoopy ghost. I'm a spoopy ghost. (laughs) Um, And the person who suggested we introduce ourselves. I am Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I remembered the intros. Uh, (laughs) Gotta get that lore joke in. You you had that. You you were waiting. You were waiting. Yes, yes. If you check the Laser Time YouTube channel, you'll see why. Yes, yes. (laughs) So haunted houses, or you know, places in games where the main characters can take their kids uh, to be scared by a bunch of strangers in in makeup. Um, (laughs) No, nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's been it's been a long time. I, I actually. Uh, I, I admitted that last on one of the last shows that I actually am kind of a pussy when it comes to being scared. I mm. don't like it very much. I like corn mazes because I can kind of hear mm. the guys coming a mile away. I, the last yeah. thing I went to was at U- uh, Universal Halloween Horror Nights where they do have a bunch of like separate haunted houses and a bunch of people with a chainsaw removed from the chainsaw and just rev it in your face. And I realize I don't really like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah. I haven't been to a haunted house since that one time I punched a clown in the face. <laughs> what? You punched a clown in the face? I was like 10 years old. And yes, that was the last time I was at a corner or at a haunted house and it was me and my little was sister. Was that the last Christina. time you were allowed into one? Well, no, I just haven't been back since because oh, okay. I'm just like fuck cuz I that's love the, That's the punch girl. I love being scared. <laughs> I love it. But I hate being touched. Mm. And this fucking clown with like a bloody face 
touched me on the shoulder, and I turned around and punched him right in the face. I might have been 12. Did it honk? I might have been 12. No, it didn't, but he was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then they escorted me out. (laughs) But I made sure I brought my sister. They probably escorted him out for breaking character. (laughs) Did his nose cave in like a Wally World? (laughs) No, he definitely pulled off his mask and was just like, what the hell was that? I don't think shattering it hurt the, the guy. Mm. Well, getting getting him, punched but... is, a, is a very real uh, danger when you're working at a haunted house. Yeah, I would be very afraid of that. Yeah, and just like wear wear a face guard at all times. Pretend you're Hannibal Lecter or something. Yeah. I guess I went to like I went to an Evil Within thing that mm-hmm. was like Seattle Underground. This was at PAX last year. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this last PAX wasn't there. Please don't rub it in. And uh, and and I guess that was technically a haunted house, but I was just like, I'm cool with this because they're explicitly told they cannot touch people. Yeah. Excellent. So that's yeah. the way it should be. No inappropriate groping. Actually, I worked at a theme park that had a haunted house, and it was like the Disneyland mm-hmm. haunted house, except this was Adventureland, and it's a crappy Long Island theme park, so it's mm-hmm. not nearly as uh, interesting. Yeah. Yes, but kids would jump off it all the time and wait inside, and then they would scare people. how dare they make the ghost train actually scary (laughs) but then we had to go in there in the dark and fish these kids out which was always wow that had to suck yeah a lot of that job you should be paying me motherfucker oh god i made a cool 550 an hour oh man hey it's kind of what i'm making (laughs) but less anyway anyway uh, haunted houses these these are houses that are actually haunted in games uh obviously there's a ton to choose from i think i I sent around a huge list Mm -hmm. to you guys and like talked about like oh maybe castlevania except that's not really ever scary but it is pretty fucking it is i remember we, we talked about it as in like does it have a haunted house it is a haunted house. It, well, it depends. I mean, like the the all the Metroidvania games are mm-hmm. haunted houses in that mm. they are giant, giant castles. Yeah. yeah. But the Castlevania, the original Castlevania games, not so much. Not till Sym- Symphony of the Night. Yeah. I don't really see that many beds or chairs or no, tables. not a lot of lodging. Yeah. But in Simon's Quest, you'll but, see some. But Castlevania itself, the structure. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're, no. I think you're right. It's just that, like yeah. it doesn't have one haunted house we can call by name. Except for uh, Castlevania, yeah, <laughs> is that the name of the castle? The yes. castle in every ca- in every yes. game? Yes, that's no, the it... name of Dracula's castle in the American games. Is Castlevania? Is it really? Yes. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes. Every Castlevania game I'm playing in Castlevania, mm-hmm. that is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't believe. It. I cannot tell if you're kidding or not. <laughs> I am not. God damn it! Like since three, I think it was actually identified on the map as Castlevania, mm. and you're you spend most of three trying to get there. But Have you never heard the line, what is a Castlevania? A miserable pile of Dracula stuff. <laughs> uh, Dracula's yeah. the ultimate hoarder. He can't <laughs> throw those fucking rat skeletons away, <laughs> even though they really don't do any good. I will. I would like to nominate as a quick number six, because it got brought up on this week's Laser Time, which is called Monster Parties. and It is all about <laughs> awesome Halloween songs. We play the song Grim Grinning Ghosts from mm-hmm. uh, The Haunted Mansion, yep. sung by Paul Freeze. That is Laser Time's uh, YouTube's first copyright flag. We played the Ooh. Chippendale racing game in Disneyland for the Dreamcast from two thousand, from the year two thousand, and you get to r- race around inside the haunted mansion. It just plays all the real music, and I'm like, 
Wow. Rules like that didn't exist back then. I put it on YouTube. It's like, you're in so much trouble with Grim Grinning Ghosts. Like, thanks. It's, it's <laughs> the one of the things we never published. It's, it's also played in Toy Story 3. Is it really weird? Yes. Uh, if you're playing in the, the open world segment, there's like a haunted house you can go into. No shit. And it plays Grim Grinning Ghosts. Oh, I love that song so yeah, much. It's pretty great. It's really good. And and I imagine it also must play in the Haunted Mansion game, although I don't know for sure because I'm the never going to play the Eddie Murphy thing. movie? Yes. Oh, man. Number although not, not really. It was a tie-in, but it was wasn't really based on the movie. Eddie Murphy had a movie called The Haunted. Yes, based, based, based on, on the ride. It's it's no it's uh. nothing compared to Steve Gutenberg's Tower of Terror, which is something that really fucking exists. <laughs> really? Nor nor Terry Jones's Mr. Toad's well, Wild Ride. I know I know Haunted Mansion was like part of like a two-pronged marketing mm-hmm. uh, effort whatever. Mm-hmm. With that and Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and everybody groaned when we first saw it like they're turning rides into movies and then one of those movies turned out to be really good mm-hmm. and the other one turned out to be exactly what we expected it to be. Yes. Garbage. But now you've seen the trailer for Tomorrowland, which looks fucking vicious, hmm. and uh, and Guillermo del Toro is making a haunted mansion movie Ooh, for Disney. Yeah. Supposedly, that guy is attached to more movies than a a, yeah. a, a movie price tag. I, I don't have a good analogy <laughs> there, but uh, but he's he, he's attached to more movies that don't end up getting made. He's a very uh, busy man. He's a busy man that doesn't get to see a lot of things to completion. Yeah sad. Yeah. But anyway, let's jump into our list of the top five haunted houses according to us. Number five. Ghosts. <laughs> Any guesses? Happy. Makes me very happy. Yeah. Uh, Ouija? Yes. Ouija. Luigi's mansion. Ouija. Mario. Mario. So... Whole plot of Luigi's mansion is Luigi mm-hmm. finds out that he won a mansion in a contest mm-hmm. that he didn't mm-hmm. actually enter. So he Mar- Mario goes first to check it out, uh, runs inside, immediately disappears. Luigi goes in to to find him mm-hmm. and uh, meets up with this guy. That's Professor Egad, yep. who, despite looking like a little kid, is mm-hmm. actually like eighty oh, something years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just got his trophy in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Oh, nice! He's the Hans Mole man of Nintendo. Oh. <laughs> Kinda, he's just, he's I'm just only thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> but he he gives Luigi a proton pack-like mm-hmm. vacuum that uh, Luigi then carries into the house to. Lasso and drain and capture ghosts like so. It was a good Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, <love it. laughs> That's like ninety percent of the game right there. I feel like a lot of people, not you, maybe Anne a little bit, and mm-hmm. a little bit of Mike Grimm, who don't play a lot of games in their 3DS. The game I would recommend most from last year is is Dark Moon, mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. It's it's a fucking great game that can't. Like Dark wouldn't moon. wouldn't really exist on another system. It's so good. I actually so when I worked at GameStop, mm-hmm. we had a, a demo for mm-hmm. this on the 3DS in the store, and whenever it was quiet, me and my coworker would just sit there for like hours and hours and mm-hmm. play this stupid demo over it's, and over. But the again. controls are great. Like yeah, I, yeah, it's a super fun. I, game. I said that about I loved folklore a lot because it reminded me of like being a ghostbuster and pulling a ghost into this apparatus through which to catch and it's not always easy it's like fishing for a poltergeist and uh what wow, I, folklore i haven't heard anybody reference that game thank in you like yes yes, yes me and me and me and my friend patrick that's it but it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's still pretty fun 
And um, but what I love most about Luigi's Mansion, especially why I think it makes a great haunted house, it is the terrible story to every Hanna Barbera and Abbott Costello. Thing. Yeah. yeah, I inherited a mansion, and it is, it is very literally like it mm-hmm. takes place in a haunted mansion, but not a. I'll grip your guts out. Like I'm just going to jump out and boo on y'all, yeah. like a, like a <laughs> well, bunch. And ghosts are basically monsters yeah. in this universe. They're they're sentient, and apparently they've just always been ghosts. Mm-hmm. And the entire thing, spoiler alert, is a plot by King Boo to lure in the Mario Brothers and turn them into paintings, or trap them inside of paintings, or whatever. Spoilers. <laughs> but the the house apparently. Uh, was not there because as Egad explains, like, I've been here 80 years and that house just showed up the other day. You've always been here, Mr. Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> and you will always be here. But uh, it seems kind of weird that you would just spawn a mansion as a trap for two plumbers <laughs> right next to a lifelong ghost hunter. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why you do that. It I seems always, really I dumb. Just, I, I take that conceit as that Mario and Luigi are the only two human beings in these universes, and therefore mm. kind of special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's that's always the way. I don't know. My well, the only ones who don't speak out. gibberish. Yeah, yeah. Even though they speak gibberish, well, they say their own names. Luigi, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking love that. The Luigi's Mansion was the first game I remember that really was sort of the the start of the dumbing of Luigi, where he mm-hmm. became like the Homer Simpson of Mario and Luigi. Henry can say that now. He he said the feminizing of Luigi. I would yeah, say the cowardizing. Yeah, well, cow- well yeah. Henry had a couple of examples, and this is before he. Came, he did, I don't even know if he ended up doing the article where he's like he is a little prancy, uh, a little bit. He, he is a little like concerned about his face. He is he, 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 like, he is feminized to a very great degree, and this that that was sort of the start of that. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it happened in the, the original Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been I played that when it came out on the GameCube, and never since. You had but, no choice. Yeah, I mean, but I was glad I did. It was the first Nintendo system to launch without a Mario game, and therefore yep. launch with a Luigi game. But yep. uh, Dark Moon, anytime he gets a call on his like the Game like, Boy Horror ga- Game Boy Horror thing, he like he jumps yes. every time he gets called, and <laughs> I, it's so cute. It's so cute. There's so many like little details in that game that make it glorious yeah. and like awesome to experience. Mm. I cannot recommend that game. The enough. game is pretty adorable, and then like uh, especially in the early parts, mm-hmm. just like I, I never actually played it because I you know when the GameCube came out I was like oh that's not a Mario game I'm not touching that really <laughs> yeah but I, I I got it recently and still haven't touched it but uh, watching watching it on YouTube like he, he goes around and just sort of is like humming to himself yeah. while yeah. there are ghosts <laughs> he'll hum the, like the theme in tune with the theme which yeah. is cute and then he's, he's just like walking around with this constantly constipated expression <laughs> on his face like he's just gritting his teeth and frowning <laughs> Probably in fear. Love it. Oh, yeah. man, I love it. I'm going to go back. I should go back and play the GameCube version. Remake it, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one thing you can do in that game that I don't think you can do in the new one is uh, walk up to, like, vases mm-hmm. and shake them. But if you do it at a certain angle, it looks like Luigi's humping mm-hmm. them. <laughs> so you hump it, you know, and hump it and make him say Mario. Hump. <laughs> hump, hump, Mario. Dude, that's your homework assignment, people. If you still yeah. have a GameCube and a capture system. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then also get it. the obligatory shot of Luigi supposedly hanging in the attic. What does that happen? Well, that's that's like the the spawn of an urban legend because like when lightning flashes in a certain mm-hmm. room, uh, the shadow uh, hit detection whatever is off somewhat, so it looks 
it projects a shadow on the wall that looks like Luigi wow. is hanged from like one of the top rafters. Wow. But apparently that's that's just an accidental bug. But people have been saying like, no, this is proof that uh, he's dead and Luigi's mansion is just it's happening in his afterlife and he's what? cursed to hunt these ghosts. Why would you want to believe that? Try to try to rescue his brother from that's hell. It's so very sad. <laughs> But it would explain the very, very creepy final boss, mm -hmm. which is a Bowser that's apparently uh, possessed by King Boo. And when you hit it with these uh, spiky mines that it throws out, uh, his head comes off. And the head floats around and shoots fireballs at you while you try to uh, lasso the, the King Boo that comes out of the neck hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that all... I sleep that that. A little That's bit all sound logic. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. That's science. <laughs> all right. And buys it. I buy it. She go to that movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Number four. The few friends I have call me Carnby. The others call me the reptile. <laughs> I don't care to think what my banker calls me. Who here has played Alone in the Dark? Me. Me. The very first one. The very first one and the third one are the only ones I've played. Mm. Just don't call me... Late, Late for, for dinner. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that still funny? Uh, I don't know. Just with that new inflection that I have. Uh, so Tell me more. Alone in the Dark was the first Resident Evil style game. You yeah. could kind of call it the, the template on which Resident Evil is totally. built. Very primitive by today's standards. Oh, man, polygon the, graphics. The way that guy runs is hysterical. Oh god, yeah. The, With his pelvis first. Uh huh. It's it's <laughs> it's fantastic. Wait, is that not how you're supposed to run? <laughs> well, you don't normally run like sticking your sticking your most vulnerable area. No one well. can see. Can everybody see this listening? <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. A, well, you also it's don't a have medium. You also don't have a head that's shaped like a ten-sided die <laughs> with like eyes and a mustache painted pasted on the front of it. But Alone in the Dark, I, you know, I'm I'm making fun of it, but it was pretty revolutionary. It, it pioneered that whole 3D, but with fixed camera angles that Resident Evil used. Mm -hmm. uh, it was much more puzzle focused and less combat focused yes. than Resident Evil was. You're mostly unarmed during the game, weren't you? Uh, for a lot of it, and then like you you get like a couple swords and guns, but then I, I think ammunition's in pretty short supply. Mm -hmm. So you have to fight, among other things, zombies, uh, carpets. Right in the first scene, uh, some sort of wolf thing jumps through the window. Unless you can block it with a like a wardrobe that's just sitting there and you can kind of scooch it into place. Mm -hmm. and, and you can scooch things into place to block like two monsters from appearing in the first part. Which is good because they sound like this. Wise. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> It's not something you really want to be in the same room with, even that, though they look pretty silly. Calliope music in the background. Yeah. yeah. Calliope music describes a lot of that game, but you could play as mm -hmm. uh, Edward Carnby, or you could play as, uh, I think her name was Emily. Yeah, you mm. could play as a girl. Dang. <laughs> Who, uh, she either hires Carnby or she goes to investigate herself because, as she'll explain, she has a personal connection with the previous owner of Dorsetto, this, this haunted house in particular. The attorney's letter came as a deep shock to me. My Uncle Jeremy had died by his own hand. The coroner's report was unequivocal. He hanged himself in the loft. Certainly Initial surprise Oops. and distress passed. I considered the news. It 
seemed clear that Dersetto had exercised a thoroughly morbid influence on my uncle's mind. Oh, my. My uncle's mind. Is she right. speaking to someone or reading out of a diary at that point? Uh, I think she's just talking to you, the, okay. the, the, the player. It's just internal exposition. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. But Even so, for a lot of, like, horror games are home to the worst dialogue of all time, yeah. thanks to most of them being made in Japan. Um, that's not as bad yeah. as no. some other We can thank Kathleen dialogue. Turner. That's a <laughs> great read. Uh, I'm not bad. I was just designed that way. <laughs> but uh, going to Dersetto, like, it, everything is fine when you're walking through the house. And you're just kind of going up to the attic where this note is and this piano is mm-hmm. and there's something hidden in the piano that you're supposed to, to find and I believe it's this note which which is read to you they are coming <laughs> they have freed hellish forces and now the price must be paid Dersetto is the prey of evil the sun has set they will find my body but will not have my soul mm. end of audio log <laughs> <laughs> Brain games are <laughs> over. Ah, I get it, Dave. I get it. Oh, I love seeing other people's HBO when I was growing up. <laughs> Brain games. Uh, anyway. So if I had a haunted mansion, I would not hide any clues in the piano. because <laughs> Especially not in the attic, because that's the creepiest yeah. place to go to. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't... Like, well, hold up. If I had a haunted mansion, why would I be hiding clues anywhere in it? First that of all. But I probably wouldn't... Like, I would probably be one of the dead things in the house. <laughs> Uncapable. Don't sell yourself Incapable short. of leaving. Why? Well, please. No, no. As soon as I die, I hope I get to come back as a ghost but and haunt punched, the you, shit out of you everybody. You punched a harmless clown in the face just by being mildly frightened. He touched me. Exactly. So how do you, you might survive a little longer than you think. Well, I don't yeah. like, That's your instinct. Don't and, like being touched. And, and almost you, punched Tyler in the face. The you other can day. punch the monsters in this game. Oh, nice. That is that is a legit fighting uh, strategy, even though it's like in, set in the 20s. Well, shit. Both the I'm characters fine. are talented martial artists. Now, Ruffy, you're the fool. <laughs> so they do this. They have yes. that kind of a... Yeah, exactly. Though it's, it's more of like a sort of like crab hand thing where they're waving <laughs> their arms in front of them. <laughs> Uh, but then the, they punch, so they um, don't fight like 1920s. Boxes so how many? There were there were three or four games for PC. Yeah, there were there were three games, and then there was the reboot that came out yeah. on Dreamcast, and then there was the re reboot, which is like okay, the it was it was a retcon where the only game that we're counting as canon is the first one, mm-hmm. and this is the same Edward Carnby who was uh, alive in the 20s, but now he's uh, in like 2010 yes. whenever it was that game came out and he's just basically woken up from like a decades long blackout where he's I, been possessed by a demon it, it was just a harsh I, was, I had just gotten into working in the games industry and someone's like they're making a new Alone in the Dark game and I'm like I liked Alone in the Dark mm-hmm. I'm excited about that let's write about it for the website we write for mm-hmm. and then it occurred to me the rest of the world doesn't give a fuck about this franchise. It never did. <laughs> Probably and, not. And just because I played it doesn't mean, doesn't mean it matters to anyone. And I, I don't know. It just seems like like we were writing about like, wow, it really was kind of brazen to think this mattered to people. Hmm. It, it mattered to us yeah. back in the day. 
And I mean, this was also one of the first games to have like an extended death sequence, mm. where if you died, you'd be treated to a little cutscene of like a zombie coming to collect your corpse and then like dragging it off into the underground tunnels oh, no. underneath zombies the house. Zombies do that. They <laughs> hate you. Yes. Yeah. The creatures of instinct. Don't be dumb alone in the dark. Modern zombies would, but you know, this was before they had been We've got to reinvented by... for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I said, a lot more puzzle focused. Yeah, I remember totally. things like walking into a room full of like all these skeletons standing around in like frozen dance poses, and you have to find a record of the Blue Danube and play it, and then all the dancers come to life, and that opens a path to the next area. That's the Blue Danube, Danube everybody. Yeah, Damn you. <laughs> Damn you, ball the hell. Um, Remember the 360 version, the the new yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, had this cool idea where like your inventory is literally just like looking in your jacket. Yep. I think mm-hmm. that sounded yeah. cool. I, I, mean, bu- those, I bought it when it was like five bucks, and I still. This is also it, the, one of those weird instances that we thought would be kind of a a standard set for the new generation. Where wasn't like the 360 one drastically different from the PS3 one? Yes. Well, what what it was is that the PS3 one added a little more content, like mm-hmm. two levels that could have been DLC. And then it fixed one of the... Like, it fixes two small things with the inventory. Mm-hmm. And fixing those two things made the game a much better experience. Mm. It was like, uh, your bullets now stack, so you don't have to keep all of them in one pocket. I think that might have been one, but the one I really remember was, you don't have to worry about flashlight batteries anymore. Thank they you. don't take up an inventory slot, and you don't have to constantly replace them. And, like... Just not having to worry about that wow, is like such a, a huge nightmare. improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very it's very reminiscent of its point and clicky roots. Mm-hmm. But who wants to do that in a modern game? Yeah, combat focused game. Yeah, exactly. All right, but so yeah, Alone in the Dark. That was a pretty fucking great haunted house. More varied than a lot of haunted houses yeah, yeah. that we're used to. Spooky. Ooh. <laughs> but then there's this next one. I'm willing to bet I'm the only person here who played Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Yes, yes, yes you, you are. Yes, are the only person. So the gr- I play the card game. The Grand Ocean House Hotel <laughs> is a place that you are asked to investigate by a vampire who's interested in the property, but wants you to get rid of a very troublesome ghost that's that's been shitting up the place, basically. <laughs> and so you go in there, you hear that whispering. Uh, Things start to wobble and fly at you, like mm-hmm. like there's a poltergeist throwing shit, and you start to investigate the house, and you discover all these little newspaper clippings that talk about horrible things that happen there, like, uh, oh, a little girl disappeared from one of the upstairs bedrooms, and a week later her head was found in a dryer in the laundry room. <laughs> So, like, you go you go into one of the bedrooms, and the lights suddenly go out, and things start shaking and rumbling, and then the lights come back on almost immediately, and the words, get out, are written above the bed, and, like, paintings and vases start flying at you. Another part, you're going downstairs uh, into the boiler room. Uh, after finding a key in the dryer where the little girl's head was found, you, you go in there, and... Uh, turn a corner and you can there's a spot where you can kind of see into the hallway ahead of you there's like a bend in it and you can see through to the next area and there's just some guy standing there with an axe your memory for this kind of shit is insane well I've also been looking at videos I see I see I would not like if the first thing that happened when I walked into a place first of all also he makes this sound (laughs) first of all if a vampire 
sends me somewhere. Like, that's warning number yeah. one. Well, you're also this a vampire, vampire. Oh. in this game. Yeah. Well, see, I have not played this game. But... Uh-huh. That's I why it's probably, a masquerade. I probably wouldn't want to be running errands for a vampire, no. personally, anyway. <laughs> but if the first thing that happens when I walk into a place is something starts whispering at me, mm-hmm. yeah. fuck you, yeah. I'm out, nope, 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 Going nope, the Eddie nope. Murphy route, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that noise. Get out! Too bad we can't stay. <laughs> I am out skis. No whispering. Thank you. So what makes that, that guy, the, the laughing guy with the axe, extra creepy is that if you keep going and around that bend, he's not there. He's, you keep... He, he can only be seen like through the wall between those two areas. When you go over there, he's disappeared. Mm-mm. Out. I'm out. By the so, way, uh, and we've already texted Gary. Next time you go to Ubisoft's office, he'll be whispering once you <laughs> enter the door. He, please, Gary doesn't know how to whisper. <laughs> well, the thing he's is, the best. He just he starts singing whenever he has something to say. <laughs> please really set this up, just because I would love a real gif of Anne that I can put nope, nope, nope under. <laughs> <laughs> the whispering. Is actually someone who's on your side. It's one of the, there are two that two spirits matter. apparently in the house. One of them is a victim who says things like this. Be careful. Nope. Oh, and the nice. the other is the axe murderer that I mentioned earlier, who killed a bunch of people and whose spirit is still infesting the house, and who gets more and more violent as you solve more and more of the mystery, until the point where you find a locket that's like key somehow to, to exercising the place and clearing out the evil evil thing. Yeah, she should mm-hmm. really be less creepy if she's going to be helpful. Seriously. I'm yeah, not like, sure she can help that. Use your, well, she's dead. Use your she's indoor voice, yeah. but your indoor voice is not a whisper. You know how much effort it takes... The toilet, jiggle the head. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much effort it takes just to whisper when you're dead? <laughs> uh, but, uh, I've I, never like, tried, but... I've only yeah. heard this theory of Dan Ackroyd that all ghosts are a spiritual echo of something real, uh, something so emotionally traumatic that it mm-hmm. resonates throughout time and space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's sure. pretty fucked up. Like it, that definitely applies here, especially yeah. toward the end of the level when it starts recreating a fire that destroyed part of the hotel, and you need to stay away from the ghostly purple flames that yeah, suddenly so are not, shooting not, everywhere. I love think like not thinking about ghosts as like an entity trying to scare and warn mm-hmm. you, but like this this feeling that is stuck in the mm-hmm. matrix somewhere. What if she was a little bit more conversational? Like, mm. be careful, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Or they took my baby. Wait, yeah. that's Doom 3. The iPhone yeah. 6 bins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sit on it. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Use that phone to call your mother. <laughs> she misses you. <laughs> Uh, but Vampire in the Masquerade Bloodlines, if you haven't played it, I very strongly strongly recommend it. It's no, like a Deus Ex, but you're what, playing what, as, vam- as a vampire. What platform is it on? Uh, PC. It's on PC? Yeah. There was never, I thought maybe there was... No, I'm thinking of Vampire. I Ray. think you can get it on either GOG or Steam mm. or one of those services, but I, it's I, out I have a friend who's a huge into that franchise, mm. uh, and I, I know very little about it. He even had, like, there was like a VHS game for Vampire the Masquerade. I wow. Think. Yeah. It goes, it goes back way further than I think a lot of people know. God, VHS games. Who mm-hmm. even remembers those? Yeah, For some yeah. reason, I mixed up this franchise with Nightmare Creatures. Which, mm. which is the, the Scorpion simulator? Uh, I think... Oh, no, 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 sorry. That's No, it's the uh, Monster Hunters in Victorian England yeah. Yeah. series. Mm-hmm. But not fun. <laughs> right. Not nearly as fun as that sounds. Anyway. Number two. You all know this one. Applebee Farm. Well, 
least it's not whispering. Nope. So at least it's up front and it's malicious intent. Yeah. Any guesses? Uh, um, I already know what it is. Okay. I'm going to say Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yes. yes. The game. The game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, for those in the audience who haven't guessed yet, this will make it a little more obvious. What is this? <laughs> wow. What a mansion. Captain Wesker, where's Chris? Stop it. Don't open that door. Oh, God. This is Resident Evil's Spencer Mansion, mm-hmm. which uh, was pretty obviously inspired by Alone in the Dark, but made the, it took the concept, made it a bit more action-focused, a little more interesting, in some ways a little more varied, because it's a mansion that's haunted by science. These are uh, all the remnants. She haunted me with science. Yeah. <laughs> it less scary. Everything you're fighting is a remnant of some mm. experiment with some virus. The T-virus, in this mm-hmm. case. Uh, it's other viruses in later games, but that doesn't matter. You're fighting a bunch of uh, zombified scientists, zombified dogs. sharks. Mm-hmm. Yep, zombified dogs. Fuck who crash dogs. through windows. Yeah, they're, they're assholes. Trying to replay this game recently is impossible. Yeah? It's not possible. Is it just because of the tank controls? Or? Yeah. 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 I tried to replay... Uh, God, it was when I was at P-Tom, I was trying to capture some of it for a video that we were doing and I just had to play enough to get some of this fucking footage and it was just so hard to play. Yeah. These games I kind I, of is. Luckily, I might be a little bit biased, but people who uphold these games are people who were of a certain age when they came out. They are not they like within one and a half generations they were unplayable. I will say the GameCube one, which totally got ported to PC, is totally. still holds up pretty well. It still has those same tank controls, doesn't it? I think it does. It, it does. It's just it's still a little bit. Yeah. It's still a little bit more modern. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they're re-releasing this again yes. next year. Re-release, but now it'll have you can have the choice between tank controls and mm-hmm. Resident Evil Five ah, style controls. Good, good, good. But you can't ever go back to that dialogue, unfortunately. Ugh. And this is this is the only way the title makes sense uh, in America. Hmm. And and Brett Brett oh, asked yeah. that question hmm, a long yeah. time before he worked at, at Capcom. Like, how did the, it won it won a contest internally within Capcom USA mm-hmm. uh, to get the title Resident Evil from Biohazard because they couldn't call it that in America. But oh, Biohazard yeah. makes the series make way more sense. Mm-hmm. And like Resident Evil Six, you're all over the world all mm-hmm. the time with yep. multiple different characters. There is no residence in this nope. game. There was absolutely a residence. Yep. It made all the sense in the universe to call it Resident Evil. It really yeah. doesn't anymore. A house of Residing Evil, as yeah. mentioned in uh, Sweet Home, which was sort of the precursor to Resident Sweet Evil. Sweet Home, shit. For the NES. Yeah. But it never came out over here, and I never played more it than did, 10 but, seconds But Greg Moore, who you might know from either Capcom Unity or Laser Time, he, I believe he did stream it. it is, you can watch him. He speaks Japanese, and he can translate. Well, and, there's, there's a fan translation yeah. out there for those of you who like to play on emulation. Well, that's all I ever wanted to do with Greg. Like, sit him down and, like, let's play Japanese games and have you translate them. Finally, <laughs> get to the bottom of the Snatcher thing. Nice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think he finally did that while working at Capcom. I was super proud of him for doing that because it was Good. during Halloween last year, I think. Yeah, yeah Sweet Home was pretty, pretty interesting. And uh, Resident Evil, uh, yeah, just very creepy, weird house with things that shouldn't be there. Giant snakes yep. for some reason. I enjoyed the game. The first one being with the live action cutscenes mm-hmm. that I played. I enjoyed the game at the Super time. And, and within like, by the time the director's cut came out, like I didn't care about... 
I don't know. I just it didn't it didn't work for me after that. Three three I was already kind of like this is kind of tired. Mm. And um, well, that's why four was like a god changed everything. Yeah. And well, that's well, and people were complaining about it by the time three yes. rolled around. It's like I am kind of sick of this game. Again, I, I'm biased in that I have had criticism thrown at me for 18 months about mm. what Resident Evil is and isn't, and I don't like it when you define what Resident Evil is by the limitations of the PS1 <laughs> and, and what was capable there. There's yeah. plenty more things the series can do. Well, it also, that, that style of gameplay spawns so many imitators mm-hmm. like uh, Carrier and uh, oh, Overblood. Vampire Knight, I think was one. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do Silent Hill? Eh, it was sort of an imitator, but mm-hmm. it, it did its own things. It eventually did its own thing. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. like it started out with ha- a it fully did. 3D explorable it did, it world. Did. How about that? It did, it did. Yeah. Man, that was weird just thinking about that. Uh, isometric exploration area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember thinking some of the puzzles in Resident Evil One had mm-hmm. no place being in a mansion. Like, here's a room that just has a tiger with jewels <laughs> for eyes, and you have to put the jewels back in, and then a trap door will open. Yeah. But then it made even less sense in Resident Evil Two when you were in a police station, and they had yes. the, se- the same kind of things. Uh huh. Like, who would build this into yeah. a police station? Who wouldn't? <clears throat> And uh, we talked about the title. Same I will say, people. Resident hmm. Evil is the coolest fucking title ever. Hmm. Period. It's yeah. such a great title. It doesn't make much sense for the rest of the series, but it's so cool. Makes even less sense for the movies. Yes, <laughs> way less sense for <laughs> those, yes. which are a fucking shit show. Those yeah. movies are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. They really are the worst. Is there another one coming out? Yes, yes. there is another one coming out. Ellie <laughs> Larder jo- still needs work. Mila Jovich, who is the Aren't greatest. Going to do like a TV series next yeah. after the next yeah, movie. Yeah, they're talking about Boo, don't watch those things. This place... Get your team out of here. Demons. Everywhere. Demons. Demons. Everywhere. That's one of the stars members that you find. I I think that might be before the... The fight with Yawn or something. Yawn being the giant snake. Mm. Or no, that's some other guy who just gets killed. But uh, this was also another game like Alone in the Dark that lets you play as a male or female character, Jill or Chris. How progressive. And who you picked depended, like, changed the experience Mm -hmm. of the game dramatically. Mm -hmm. Like, Jill's was a little bit easier, but I think most of the the memories that I have of this game and the shared memories that get turned into memes Mm -hmm. seem to be based on Jill's playthrough. Like, the dog jumping through the window. That only happens in Jill's. Yeah, at Mm -hmm. least early on. Uh, the certain things like uh, hope this is not Chris's blood and mm-hmm. you were almost a Jill sandwich yeah. has come from Jill's playthrough yeah. obviously and that clip earlier was the start of Jill's game uh, yeah. but I think like stop it don't open that door <laughs> Chris does not try to open the door if yeah. I remember right well what he starts out with I remember is Barry where's Barry yeah. <laughs> which is just as cheesy but because people didn't play it as much it's not uh, as memorable <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I think he's... No! I, mean, I might be making that up. But, yeah. It's Wesker and Jill. and We'll, we'll stay here and secure the, this level while you go look for that zombie. <laughs> It'll be great fun. Anyway. The Shalebridge Cradle. It used to be an insane asylum. And before that, it was an orphanage. One night a fire started. No one knows how. And after that... They left the place abandoned. If there's a way to cram more misery into one building's history, I can't think of it. 
Except You're shaking wasn't it, your head nope. Wasn't it an orphanage and an insane asylum at, at the, the same, same time? time? Yeah. <laughs> this place is the most fucked up building on the planet. Yeah. They talked about that, that like after a while they moved all the children into, into like the nursery area, room. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, fuck this place. And mm-hmm. after, after a couple of deaths, they wouldn't let them play near the inmates anymore. So I remember the way to get out of this place was that you had to make it think you were dead, right? Yes. Didn't what you, game like, were we talking about? Oh, this, sorry, oh sorry, this, this is, is Thief, Thief Deadly Shadows. Deadly okay. Shadows. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. But this is Shellbridge Cradle, and Fuck it is this place. <laughs> it is probably the scariest level ever put into a non-horror game. Yes. Really? And it is revered. It has had articles written just about it in, in major gaming magazines. Really? It's yes. terrifying. Um, it, and it in a great way. Like, it was this huge exercise by the creators of the game that they wanted to kind of test their own ability to create a horror level while at the same time, like, putting together a fun experience for players. So you go into this place, super dark, no power, totally abandoned, and then you start to hear noises. At first, it's just like a couple things, like you'll hear somebody gasping or a baby crying, and then as you make your way deeper into the building, you it starts to... Crescendo, and you hear things like this. And that's while you're climbing the staircase into the yeah. attic. And then in the attic, in, a you, good way. in the attic, you find a portrait of a young girl, and that triggers this. I can hear you breathing. Nobody here in the cradle does that anymore. How did you get in? My name is Laurel. Something changed when you saw my picture. That's why you can hear me now. I want to leave here, but I can't. The cradle won't let any of us go. Will you help me? So, are you my mother? <laughs> Laurel at that point becomes your guide through the cradle. And first you have to collect certain things of hers and destroy them so that the cradle will forget about her and she can leave. And this involves like going into an inmate's cell and finding the her her gown that was hidden after she died. And, and then like burning it in the morgue. Yeah. But is this, I don't remember the third thing. Is this like the whole game or... Yeah, a vial of her blood that you have yeah. to throw in, into a, a drain pipe. No, this is just one level in so a much like, larger game. Yeah, it's, it, like in the middle of the game? Yeah, so what it is is that you're, you're the, the main villain in this game mm-hmm. is something called the hag that <laughs> uh, walks the streets at night. And it's used as a story to scare children, but you start to uncover evidence that it might be real. And it attacks you at one point. And... So you track it to this building, the Shellbridge Cradle, mm-hmm. and you're trying to uncover the secret of the hag's identity and figure out where it's hiding. But you get embroiled in this ghost story along the way, and also in the cradle are some really fucking terrifying creatures called puppets. And they basically they basically look like inmates, but with their heads... Like, if, if you made a doll out of a straitjacket, uh, mm. It would look sort of like these things, like and a, then wrapped its head in barbed wire. A wheeler from Return to Oz, sort of that level uh, of creepy. Uh, but they're extra creepy because 
the, turning on the lights mm-hmm. when you when you finally find a fuse and turn on the lights that's your way to tell when they're near because when they walk near a light source it'll start to flicker so if you walk uh. into a room and you see lights flickering you know that there's one in there with you and they're pretty fucking tough they require like flash bombs and landmines to get rid of jesus and thief yeah they, there they, aren't too many of them. No, there's and like maybe the, six, seven total. Yeah, but that's but kind of enough. They're the only enemy. No, they're not the only enemies in there, are they? Are they? They're, they're the, the most dangerous enemies. Yeah. Uh, later on, um, as, as you start to go into the past, like you, you have to find uh, items or, or toys that mm-hmm. were the favorites of former inmates and then use those as a key to get into the past uh, in the guise of those inmates. And then you're creeping around and, like, the shadows of staff members are walking around. And they're not that scary to look at, but if they catch you, they'll send you back to the present. And uh, so you, you kind of want this to avoid them. Tipping a... Uh, scratching a weird... We had a... Uh, we had an orphanage insane asylum. Oh, in, nice. In Wait, Tallahassee. What? That was this a, is a real thing? It was condemned because of asbestos, maybe, like, before I was born, but it was still there. If you care enough to go to my MySpace page, and if they're still there, you, you can see pictures of it. Like the four, like the bottom three floors were insane asylum, and mm-hmm. the top floor was the children's wing. Wow! And you and you go up there now, and it's like it's like overturned like fucking gurneys and like chipping paint of a horrible depiction of Ernie and like Kermit and shit. It, it <laughs> is, it is urban spelunking. Yeah, no, it, we we went there a lot, and like we wow. went there to scare one another. Like before we had these games, and mm-hmm. it was it, dude. I'm just. I'm feeling uncomfortable just, like, remembering being there. So uh, you get a lot of creepy instructions also while you're in the cradle. Sometimes when the staff took patients to a treatment room, they wouldn't ever come back. They used something called dissolution serum to clean up afterward. And you have to use that to clean up the little girl's blood stain in the attic. Gross. And then the house will forget about her. Thief! But so- then, right as you try to leave, this happens. remembers you now you've been here too long so at that point you have to go back into the past as yourself and like Anne said you have to convince the house that you're dead by working your way up to the attic and uh, you'll see like this long conference table around which are sitting several orderlies so you have to sprint past them run across the table before any of them can grab you and jump out a window oh that's right that's how you die yeah, and that, then you quote-unquote die in the past, but it just returns you to the present outside of the house, and you're free. That's, that's flimsy, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> sure. it. So, Chris, I want to hear the spirit version of Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste your fear, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, good improv there. Yeah, can we, let's no, put my, some echo yeah, on that in post. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rubber, rubber, ducky, ducky, you're your one, You're always defying the order of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You're welcome. All you're right. welcome. That's but the best I could do. Shellbridge Cradle, definitely one of my favorite haunted houses in a game. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sad that none of the Fatal Frames game... Fatal Frame games made this list. They, I've only played, like I, I told you earlier, I've only played the one that was set in an, a village full of haunted houses. 
So it doesn't really qualify as a single there, Which house. one are you thinking of? Then? The first one was set the in a house. First, it looks like all set in one house? Yeah, I yeah. think mm-hmm. so. But I, I unfortunately never played it, so I can't really Big burn. I was going to nominate Silent Hill The Room, but it's not big enough. Yeah, it's, it's more <laughs> of a haunted apartment. Yeah. I did think about that. A haunted studio. <laughs> But that is really creepy in, in the segments where you're stuck back in the apartment and, like, there's just a shadow in your closet <laughs> that hurts you if you this get too close to it. This is haunted by several... Eh, one ghost. <laughs> <laughs> one ghost of an old cat lady. And uh, Shellbridge was received so well, in fact, that it uh, inspired the creation of a level, uh, the Asylum, in the new Thief game. Mm. They came out uh, this year. Earlier Heavily this year. discounted already. Yeah, not not a big surprise. It was sort of you a get disappointment. Get for a steal. Sorry, just call it steal this game. I thought you were going to say something, Ann. Sorry, you could do a little good count there. I see, but Asylum relatively unremarkable compared to old Shellbridge Cradle, except for the fact that it had this thing called the Night Warden. Where once you read a note inside some cell, you'd hear this thing that was just like, bunk, 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 like just it's making power, these. Raymond Scott's powerhouse. These weird, yeah, it was sort of like this quasi musical clanking that just went up and down the hallways. And if it saw you, like if it, it would start growling, and you would just see this invisible like rippling in the air. And if it caught you, you'd just die instantly. Talking about but you could hide from it. Neat. Uh, I. Uh, where, where's Thief 3 available? What, what platform is it on? Uh, Steam. Steam. It's on Steam. Um, it's on the Steam. It was on Xbox as well, but mm-hmm. that's probably a little bit harder to find. I don't yeah, know don't if it was it. ever released as an Xbox original on 360. Yeah, I doubt it might have been. Should have been. Because mm. it's really fucking good. And it's been having the subtitle Deadly Shadows. It's yeah. not available on oh, DS. No, yeah. strangely. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of maligned when it came out because like this isn't the same as the first two thieves, and it didn't help that it came out from the same company and at the same time as Deus Ex: Invisible War, yeah. which was really widely hated, and uh, and th- it was sort of lumped in with Thief as like these are both dumbed down beloved PC franchise and they're dumbed down for consoles, mm-hmm. and yeah, that wasn't really fair in the case of Thief. No, I've heard a lot of praises sung of Deadly Shadows. Yeah. probably still won't play. It was a really good game. What were you going to say, Ann? I cannot remember now. I'm sorry. Oh, poor Angela. No, I, do, I don't think it was important. I think it was a joke about a Steam review. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do more of those I soon. Those. Yeah. Oh I, oh, I remember what it was. It was a joke about a Steam review because I saw somebody post, um, coincidentally enough, uh, somebody posted today on Twitter, like, here's what an objective review looks like. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just a breakdown of what Thief Deadly Shadows is. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, the name is quite... Uh, in Thief, you are a thief. But the name <laughs> is quite misleading because the shadows are not actually deadly. Nice. In fact, you do better in the shadows. <laughs> Good. So That's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Maybe I like dying. <laughs> So the, re- the, the reviews that people want are third-grade book reports. Yes. No, exactly. Which is why they should, instead of mm. splintering off and creating websites just to complain about people and docs, mm. just make your own coverage. Point at a things game. and describe them. Mm-hmm. That is an objective yes. review. Thief is a game mm. made by Idos. Thief is a game starring Garrett. 
Garrett is cool. I Garrett like Garrett. Garrett is a thief. <laughs> You're no, no, that's oh, fuck. that's an opinion. You dick. Ugh. I think I think people are they don't really know what objective means. They think maybe it means impartial. Yeah. Like you're not yes. coming with certain prejudices yes. about it. So. I think Dave's making fun of my first preview. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's making fun of mine. <laughs> All right. That's our top five haunted houses. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, probably some other stuff, so stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's uh, it's me, it's uh, uh, Shy Fonzie. Uh, you you may not you have heard me on this show before, but I was I was kind of a staple on that that other podcast that got canceled. So uh, I'm here to tell you how to reduce your 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 carbon footprint. I know this is a big concern for a lot of you. I, I know it is for me. Uh, it's, it's just a huge concern. I worry about it night and day. It keeps me up late when I'm trying to fix the jukebox. Uh, but but you may have read recently that you know down downloading those big games uh, takes up a lot of resources. So I I wanted to tell you about a way that you can reduce your carbon footprint. Probably I don't know. I haven't done the relevant research. But if you go to the Amazon links on LaserTimePodcast.com and and click on them, uh, you'll be taken to a place where you can buy games and uh, you could get them on disc, which apparently takes up. Uh, a lot less resources than just downloading. Uh, so stop, stop all the downloading to to invoke a tired internet meme. Please don't hurt me. Uh, and uh, yeah, listen, listen to your pal Shafonzi. Oh, order from Amazon through Laser Time, and we get a little cut of whatever you spend. It's great. It's great. It it works out for everybody. So uh, yeah, uh, here, here's a here's a fucking raccoon. Have fun, everybody. So that was weird. Uh, little. PSA there from somebody, but uh, hey, everybody, I'm the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I'm here just as I am every week to tell you how to support Vigigame Game Apocalypse. I know, I know you're tired of hearing it, but we have to say it every week, because otherwise, some of you numbskulls might not do it at all. So, let me play it down in really simple terms. Most important, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review the show, let Apple know we matter. I want you all to make a concerted effort to drive us up in visibility, get us at the top of all those podcast listings. Uh, again, let, let people know we're important, and Vigigame Game Apocalypse matters. If you're less than interested in reducing your carbon footprint than you are in cool t-shirts, you can go to store.lasertimepodcast.com, buy a t-shirt from us, uh, preferably one with the f- terrifying skull logo. God, that, that Shy Fonzie guy might be even more scared of him than me. This is kind of sad. You can tell a friend about the show. That's that's free. It requires spending zero money at all. Just go up to a friend and say, hey friend, the raccoon couldn't think of anything uh, funny to, to plug the show with this week, so uh, just go listen to Vigigame Game Apocalypse. It's this cool podcast that has a raccoon on it, and he's kind of short of ideas. Uh, just kind of really annoying in general, but you can skip past those parts probably, because he's just going to tell you about how to support the show and how to buy things. You know how to buy things already, so only half of that is useful, but it's pretty useful. Also free, you can comment on the articles at VigigameApocalypse.com, post in the forums at LaserTimePodcast.com slash forums, a very original URL there, and let us know what you do and don't like about the show. Anyway, I think that's far too much time taken on this break, so I'm going to yield the floor back to the host. Have a good week, everybody.
And welcome back to our second segment. Let's jump right in with... And we do cherish them. You especially cherish Fantasia. I, Music Evolve. I do. Yes. We have a stream up of uh, Dame, and I, Dame and I playing on... Uh, no, call me Dame. Dame. <laughs> Dame Dave Rudden. Dame Rudden. Uh, <laughs> uh, have it, it's up on YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network. Um, yeah, I, like I didn't. I was really bored in the beginning, and then like I finally got to the music, even the classical stuff. It was mm-hmm. that it was the same feeling I had when like Guitar Hero first hit me really, really? hard. Yeah, wow. It, and just that it, I don't know, harmonics is better at music games than anyone in the universe, mm-hmm. and the minor changes that it pulls on songs that like part of it is like unlocking the ability to change the style of a song. That mm-hmm. and, and I, I was looking at the track list and like don't care, don't care, don't care. And I, and, I, and I don't care because they're all songs that I like but then like fucking around with Depeche Mode to that extent to like make a yeah. Calypso version and like this this really wow. weird to make that song darker just as, as the result of gameplay hmm. was really yeah. fucking cool like Peter Gabriel's In Your, in your Eyes, eyes. In Your like Eyes was crazy had this like funky like 1960s like jam band yeah. interpretation wow which I wasn't and a fan of I, I think Ideally, I'm a big Disney nerd, and I wanted to see more Disney shit in there, and there isn't. And the stuff that, when it opens up, it opens up with you going down a hallway featuring every poster Fantasia has had for its theatrical release, which is way more than you could ever think, because Fantasia had had to make its money back over the course of, I believe, 70 years. Hmm. And it being re-released theatrically over and over again, because it was so expensive and lost so much money. Uh, yes, uh, could go on about Disney so history. Wait, there's Please not do. a lot of Disney music in it. There's, as far as I can tell, there's no Disney music in it whatsoever. There's well, the could they not get the license? Um, well, I, I think that's not the point. Mm. And the, the the point is to make it to like kind of make something an advanced rock band. So, what's the Fantasia connection? Uh, the Fantasia connection is is just in spirit and tone. That like what Walt Disney was doing was trying to allow you a different way to interact with music you already knew. Um, and, and, and by creating a visual element. And the visual element is pretty fucking impressive most of the time. Like, it's it's just a weird a weird shell for this, this pretty interesting gameplay. Yeah. I mean, there are some, like, older, like, uh, arrangements. Mm-hmm. A lot of classical music. Yeah, and I assume some of those have been in Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's... Everything, every, every song that was in Fantasia looks to be in the game. But you know, yeah, only are... Yen Sid is the, is the only character I have seen after like a, two hours of playing. Yen Sid being the the wizard from mm. the Sorcerer's oh, Apprentice, right. and it's, it's Disney so, backwards. It is Disney backwards, Dave. I know that independently of. No, I just heard it on the stream. <laughs> yes, but <clears throat> yeah, but that's but that's it. it. It's still it's still pretty interesting, and it, it's it sucks that like <clears throat> people are like, oh, I kind of want to buy this game. Shit, I got the Xbox without Connect, meaning that the game will cost you yeah. effectively over two hundred dollars if you didn't get the Connect bundle. I hope there's some. If it, it should be bundled in with Connect and Xbox One, uh, yeah, I think from here on out. Yeah, I don't know if it's if that game or Dance Central that's mm-hmm. bundled in, but I think one of the two is. I imagine Dance Central because uh, that's Disney money you're fucking with by yeah. bu- creating a bundle, and I can sincerely doubt that'll <clears throat> allow that to happen. But yeah, even like uh, like uh, there was like oh my oh god, there's a human character in this game, and I was reminded of everybody in Rock Band and Dance Central, which is essentially like you know a little artist mannequin mm-hmm. with like a face on it 
and it has Disney movements to this person. It's, it was pretty neat. Like I don't know, the presentation is really nice. The gameplay is smooth and and works in an apartment mm-hmm. like mine, which is not very Connect friendly. Like yeah. I, could, I can't even yeah. stand up and play Connect. Yeah, in my you don't apartment. have to stand up to play this. But I don't have to stand up. I can sit on my couch. Sometimes it would recognize my Paps can. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. But it's also like these these are motion. That's not things. a euphemism for you. But what did no. you think? You you are you're good with Connect games. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna recall an even more obscure game and mm-hmm. say it reminded me of Mad Maestro. Jesus. Like oh, yeah, yeah. oh wow. Like wow. just the whole like moving your arms like almost. It's not really like you're. Well, it's, it's, you're supposed to be a, like a conductor. I mean, that's so, part of the thing. When I, when I play that part, and, I, and like I exaggerate, like you're I'll, Leopold. Yeah, I'll start. Yes, yeah. I'll, people made that joke in the stream. I'll start to sweat, and I'll I'll, I'll hold a note for longer because that's mm-hmm. part of the gameplay. Yeah. It's not just swiping; it's holding notes and tracing over like uh, tracing over patterns, and mm-hmm. it, it inadvertently allows you to make beautiful rhythmic movements with your <laughs> with your hands, and mm-hmm. it feels the same feeling you got of like. I am almost a guitarist. You will get that for like I'm almost a conductor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, Except with, you're allowed to punch forward. You can punch and like <laughs> and move your fists like you're groping a butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, 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 Dave yeah. described one, my, my one of my finale movements as spreading an ass. Yeah. But, oh, nice. And you weren't. You weren't. Oh, no, conductor's doing the goatsa maneuver. Quick, <laughs> do that thing that we're supposed to do. I'm curious to see how. What the like um, the reviews are pretty decent. I think I'm I've mistaken. seen been seeing mostly eights. Yeah, right. and, and like it, I'm sure that's for the Xbox One version, but you know the old Connect is not as good, right? Yeah, I mean it it, it, it has is the same for 360, right? Yeah, but the way that it was like showing what you were doing mm-hmm. is very much like the 360, where it's got a like a, mm. a outline of you on the bottom of the screen, and you can sort of use that as a, as like a a test to see if you're matching the movements, and they aren't comp- super complex things. It's like yeah. you're either going up, down, or diagonally. Yeah, but remember how complicated it got? You have to hold this note with one hand, and then you have to conduct with the other hand. Yeah, it, it is a different. It, it it does remind me of like falling in love with Guitar Hero because like I played it two times and like I don't get this. This is hard. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally hit me and I wanted to like advance how good I got at the game, that's what Fantasia reminds me of. And it's been a long time since a music game made me feel like mm-hmm. that. And I played a lot of them. Uh, yeah, a lot of ripoffs of Guitar Hero. Of course, <laughs> yes. But it, yeah, it was. It, I loved it. I, I had a great time with it. The thing, that, what hurts me is that I don't think it's it's not one of those things. Nothing can. I don't know what could sell you on Connect. Yeah. Buy this one hundred and fifty dollar controller. So if you didn't get the bundle, I don't. I don't know. I don't. That bothers mm. me. <laughs> Bless you, Michael. Thank you. Um, yeah. I feel like Harmonix has to learn every single time with their new franchise. Like, mm-hmm. give us all the songs mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Which they do not. Including Stephen Colbert's uh, <laughs> right, right Behind You. you. Yeah. <laughs> Darlene, um, is it? Or some other name. Right? It's yeah. Darlene or Arlene, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, yeah, there was, there was that. We like we just, Dave and I just wanted to, like, let's run the stream. Let's go see what songs are available. And it's like, you do have to go through the story mode and unlock all of them. And it's like... Pet some wow. fishes, and mm-hmm. then use some clams to make some custom so- custom noises that we'll put in some songs, maybe at some point. And even then, that's that's slightly interesting because you can't really make a bad beat, and yeah. it, it really is based on all your movement. It's it's it, technologically, it's fascinating. I liked it a lot. Yeah. If you have a Connect and an Xbox One, and you uh, don't need the money for Sunset Overdrive or whatever the fuck else is coming out, yeah. Fantasia Music Evolved. Well, that, I mean, a lot. yeah, just playing on the stream. It's, I've, I've, I'm very tempted to get that now. Mm-hmm. I'd like. I have like fifty bucks saved, and it's that or Sunset Overdrive, and mm-hmm. this is making a pretty good case. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow, 
Let Quite me know what you decide. Uh, so another game out this week. Uh, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday, and I was up last night waiting for it to become available. I cleared space on the console in question, and then midnight ticked over, and I was like, why can't I download this yet? And then I was like, oh, right, because it doesn't come out until Friday. Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. I cannot I, wait yeah. for it. I learned interesting things going through the data management on my mm-hmm. Wii U trying to clear space. It's like, did you know that Super Mario World 3, or Super Mario 3D World takes up less than 2 gigabytes? Wow. Did you download it? Yeah, I downloaded okay. it. But then, like, com- contrasting that to, like, the shit I've been downloading on my PS4, like, yeah. Wolfenstein is, like, yeah, like, 50 gigs. 60 gigs. Yeah, something ridiculous. As I... I was just reminded that I actually purchased Alien Isolation like a week ago, <laughs> and it took during so this, long uh, to download, I had to go to sleep. <laughs> and you started that during uh, last week's episode. I did, I did. <laughs> I did. It, it took so long, I might play it after this, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so very long, but uh, Fantasia's 5 gigs took, didn't take very long. Oh. Well, here's uh, Bayonetta 17. 17? So you're going to have to clear Holy some shit. space on your 32 no, I, gigabyte well, Wii U. I love buying digitally, period. Mm-hmm. And, and like, um, well, you know, until the end of the year, anything you buy digitally on the Wii U, unless you're Henry Gilbert, mm-hmm. uh, you get the 5% back on. Or it's 10% back I on. I never signed up for whatever that is. So I you don't got think it. You, you're probably, you've probably got like... I'm grandfathered in? Yeah. Well, well but, maybe. But, but does, does the digital version of Bayonetta come with Bayonetta 1 as well? I have no I, idea. It might. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I ended up just ordering the disc because, like, oh, okay, I'm not interested. No, if I, if I get it, I will stream it. But mm-hmm. if I get it, it will be the physical one because I'm not fucking around with Wii U data management. And mm. it, it is a 32 mm. gig hard drive. Yeah. Fuck that in the ear. Mm-hmm. I don't like physical media, but. Um, and you can always get, like, a, a hard drive. Or, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if USB yeah. flash drives mm-hmm. will work with they it. They do. I imagine they do. But I don't care. Like, yeah. it, fuck that. It's, I don't need another dongle sticking off my Strong Wii U. Strong case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. If, it, if it's going to be that complicated, I'll throw in a disc. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, the the sexiness of the mm-hmm. game is is quite to my taste. Um, I might have to give it a lower score. Jock it. Yeah. I I said. <laughs> Did we talk? Was about it on this week? show? Or I, I don't so. know where we I talked about it very briefly. I, I I don't think that's a. I can agree with that level of criticism. If it's a game yeah. that you're that is almost embarrassing to play in front of other people, that's a valid criticism. Yeah. If yeah. this game is so, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say demeaning, but if it's like. If it is a game that makes you embarrassed to play it, then there's that's a, that's a but if it's I, totally valid complaint to make about a game. I saw someone describe it, and I don't. I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I saw someone describe it in a very interesting way. And it was a woman, and she said, "Bayonetta two to me is the ultimate woman's power fantasy mm-hmm. because she is the one who sets the stage. She's the one with all these fucking mm-hmm. badass powers. Yep. She's unstoppable, and mm-hmm. she's sexy as fuck." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget when the real live so. model yelled at me at E3. I still got a little, hey, little roused. She sets the stage. She was, yeah. Chris. Oh, she said, don't get behind me. What? She's like a Did horse, she she'll like kick that? you. Well, she was like seven feet tall and, <laughs> yeah. and gorgeous. Yeah, and wearing those gigantic fucking giant heels. heels. And I walked behind her and she yelled at me. And I'm like, I don't know, that still makes me feel all good. Um, she, she, she noticed. Uh, but... Yeah, well, she has to stand there all day in a cat suit made out of her own hair. It's liable to be uncomfortable. Word, just a little word. The Gators' objective reviews don't resist er, exist, and you don't really want them to. And I think it's certainly okay for a reviewer to be uncomfortable. No, yeah, well, absolutely. I, th- I think in that case, the debate that I kind of want to have is like, is it fair to criticize something 
that is considered a tentpole of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like fans will come in expecting this. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's fine to bring that up and say like this was done very poorly. Like yeah. Duke Nukem. He's a misogynist character. You kind of expect yeah. him to be a chauvinist going in. If he's a chauvinist and there's nothing funny or interesting about that, and mm-hmm. it's just handled poorly like it was in Duke Nukem Forever, oh my God, I think that's, 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 that's a fair point of criticism. I had to fucking review that game. It was I remember. Worst. You got some shit for that, didn't you? But if you, did. com- mm-hmm. if you just complain Duke Nukem is a chauvinist, mm-hmm. period, like, isn't that part of the package? Well, because like, it's, well, it's like criticizing Mortal Kombat because, for its Because gore. of shit like Gamergate, I went and saw the movie Gone Girl, mm-hmm. which I do like, but the things that are happening in my life hurt my viewing experiences of the movie. Mm-hmm. And if like I were the Onion review. Were I writing a review, I would probably have to mention that, because I feel like I, I, sh- I would have liked it more if it weren't for my personal experiences. Mm. And I do like it. I do recommend people see Gone Girl. I fucking loved it. Um, but a lot of things like made me think of things that hurt. Man, hurt. Mm. And like, you, you keep those out of reviews. Fuck you. I, like, mm. I would, if I were writing a review, I would put mm. that the fuck in there. Well, sort of like um, if, if I try to watch Welcome to the Dollhouse. Some people have said that's a great comedy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't disagree more because I watched that. It's and something depressing. inside me just cringes for like 90 minutes. Yes, yes. It's very much like my most awkward period in the mm-hmm. way I was treated by it. Yeah. 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 That, I, I, have we ever talked about this? What a breakthrough. I don't yeah. know. What a breakthrough. I have but, the, I, but yeah, like... I've watched it numerous times. I feel the same way about it. My experience watching that would be very different from the experience of somebody who yeah, and I don't hate didn't it. have that experience. And I don't fault anyone else for liking it, but it, mm-hmm. it can't be like my favorite movie because it does hurt me on yeah. a really weird <laughs> level. Um, but but yeah, if you don't like... If, if there's something that makes you uncomfortable, and I understand mm-hmm. being... Like the sexualization and being at him yeah. could make somebody uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think the fact that it's also bundled in with the first game, mm-hmm. and in a way, it's supposed to be like for someone who maybe skipped, I don't know, if you're a hermit and you skipped the 360 and PS3 and you're starting the so series good. on the Wii U, so good. then mm. you might not be so that, that introduced, or you might not know the franchise that well. And, 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 and in that case, then maybe you should be told, like, this is at, a very. You're looking at the yeah. beating heart of, like, the good part of Gamergate, because mm. like people were so upset over people giving this a low review score for se- mm-hmm. sexualization, is that they, they do think this, this game is worth people playing and not not dismissing over one thing. Yeah, and and, and also and also that it, it has to play the part right now until Smash Brothers is the savior of the Wii U. Mm. And I think <laughs> none of us really want the Wii U to fail, but it is failing <laughs> miserably, Kinda, yeah. and yeah. it could take Bayonetta two with it, and that would suck. Mm. Nobody would wants suck. to see that happen. Mm. But. Don't tweet people and get angry. Yeah. How about yeah. that? I also I also said like obviously this this criticism this discussion is stemming from Arthur Geese's review, which mm-hmm. I will confess I only briefly glanced over. I, so I don't know. I wouldn't even be aware of it if it wasn't for the fucking gators in my Facebook yeah, and Twitter yeah. feed. But I, I mean, I will say part of the danger in taking an almost moralizing stance about mm-hmm. something like sexuality is it will misdirect people. Uh, who are looking for that? Yes. Who who will dismiss your review? It's like okay, well, he didn't like that, but that's what I want. So obviously, this is this is probably going to be good because and and I compare it to the reviews that Gamespot ran mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody else ran about BMX Triple X. Mm. The reviews that I read of that were just very condemnatory about like oh this is so insulting to women this is just really crass and it's like well but that's what I want and then I I bought a copy of that game for like 20 bucks for GameCube Mm -hmm. I was not prepared for just how bad it was (laughs) as a pornographic experience like square tits not square tits (laughs) the, the female writers in that game 
Imagine if you had a dressmaker's dummy and stapled two plastic bags full of water to the front of it. That is the level of movement. The Have torso, you never done that? the no. torso is perfect. Uh, alive. <laughs> <laughs> Only in real life, a couple times. That's why I'm able to make that comparison. I'm the prettiest lady on the bike ramp. <laughs> but the, the women's torsos are 100 percent rigid. When they fall <laughs> off the bike, they do not bend or move in any way. They just sort of roll. And then the tits are just like wobbling all over the place in different directions. It, it's, it's gross. You're getting a, it's it's a decent comparison to make because it, that game decided to sell itself on sexuality yeah and where it wears bayonet and it did it really badly and that's what they needed to make the point about like this fails as a pornographic product and, and bayonetta does use sexuality but as a feature yes as a as a one feature of many yeah uh and it i do it's i, I can't recommend the original it's, game enough. it's arguably it so a, much fun. a tentpole feature i mean it's, yeah. it's understood and i mean it's she's not, such a cool character man I, I, she really is I, and and that's that's the thing like you know she's what what's what I think is important here is she has agency. Mm-hmm. She's not beholden to any male character. She doesn't wait for her commander's permission to start using missiles like <laughs> Samus did in Other M. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and to me, it feels like if Liz Lemon fell asleep <laughs> and had a, had a dream. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yes, and then she's Bayonetta. That's yeah. that's what she that's what yeah, she dreams kinda. about. And Amy Poehler is is Jean, her best friend. <laughs> and it's about sisterhood. And the and the only male characters of any real importance are just secondary toady yeah, characters. Reference slinging uh, <laughs> merchants and in, in bar in bar yeah. peeps or or fat Joe Pesci clones <laughs> or uh, inept journalists who are trying to uncover the truth about witches. I don't I don't like to see it discounted for that, but I I do want people to like please understand if someone doesn't enjoy a game yeah. for the same mm. reasons you do. No review yeah. is objective. Stop it. And you raised you raised an interesting point the last time we were talking about mm. this privately, which is that that's the review that fits right for Polygon's editors and Polygon's audience. Mm-hmm. That those are things that Polygon regular Polygon readers are going to care about. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how, like, given the stance they've taken, and I do like their editorial. I make fun of Polygon yeah. a lot, but but I do like that they have, they have taken this moral stance on certain things, mm-hmm. and, they, and it bleeds into their that, content. Well, that's their prerogative. It, it's their that's what the audience is there for. It, it, it's what makes their them regular unique. audience. And like, and they mm-hmm. they created a, a, a new website in a in a time when we did not need other websites, and that's how they differentiate yeah. themselves. And, and that's okay. And the and bottom line. Like any review you read anywhere is this is the author's personal opinion, yeah. whether it's written in the first person or not. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't it, want an objective review. You yeah. don't want that. Well, I yeah. mean, that's why when you well, want, that's it's an oxymoron because a review is. is an opinion. It is when you want to know everything about a game and and all these, you don't just read one review. Mm-hmm. You don't just read the Polygon review or the mm-hmm. IGN review. You read all of them, mm-hmm. and that's how you get an idea. Okay, well, this. Uh, described this as a bad thing, but this site yeah. described it as a really good thing. Or you so. look at Metacritic and zero in on the lowest score and then go and leave <laughs> nasty comments. <laughs> well, yes. During our stream, uh, like I was playing Fantasia and I was like, I really like this. And you mentioned, you had mentioned before, like mm-hmm. Dave has a high tolerance for Connect games. You do. And, and someone in the stream said, I don't know if I should trust the opinion of the guy who gave remember, uh, Steel Battalion. Battle Lion. Yeah, Steel Battalion Heavy Armor for Connect, the highest review score. Which uh, you did. Which I did, but it reflected wow. the way I felt about that game when yeah, I played be- it. Before you, before I even knew you reviewed the game, you were like talking to me about Connect games that you did like, mm-hmm. and 
I think you said previously, like, to be fair, my apartment is optimal for Connect. Yeah. My, I, mine is not. I have, mm-hmm. like, I have a good, like, seven to eight feet from my mm-hmm. TV to my couch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can easily move my, my table out of the way. But, like, that game, when I played it, it was, like, it was difficult, but it, it, was, it wasn't impossible. And you're in this, like, tiny little, like, uh, mech, like, tank thing with... Three other soldiers, and when they die, you feel like you failed because you can stop their deaths if you, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't fuck up during the mission. And it was like, yeah, this this feels like a, a different war game than I've played ever before. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's clunky, but you're in a walking tank; it's supposed to be clunky. <laughs> but yeah, the original game was clunky in that respect. Yeah, the other yeah, it was, clunky in the, it was clunky in the, clunky in the way that you had 100 buttons mm-hmm. and you would. Like probably blank out half the time. Mm-hmm. What, what what do I press to to do this? So one use the windshields. Yeah. Thank you. Also out this week, what is a game that I kind of liked on PC? Shadow Warriors coming to consoles, PS4 and that? Xbox. It's a reboot of the the old Duke Nukem era shooter with Lo Wang, the Ninja Master, and it's it's a first person shooter. You're going around as a wisecracking assassin. Mm-hmm. You cut dudes to pieces. Um, it, it has a uh, companion in the special Viscera cleanup detail level that we talked about oh, a few yeah. weeks ago. Probably a lot more than that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just a fun game. Uh, very Fairly simplistic. Just going around, chopping up dudes, shooting them. Has a lot of screen tearing on PC that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> Hopefully the console version is better. And it's on the new consoles. Yes, the current gen, I should say, consoles. Oh, shit. Current gen or next gen, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I don't care anymore. I wanted to to drop something in new releases, even though it came out last week. Okay. Because I love these things for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, The five-volume set of Namco's Greatest Hits, where the cover was N-A-M-C-O. For the PlayStation. For the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those just came out in uh, the PlayStation Store. Oh, nice. You can buy those Greatest Hits packages. And and for, like, a great price, too. They're real. I I, I don't know. You don't... They're old arcade games. Yeah. Give them the benefit of the doubt. I have a I have a, a good history. <laughs> they probably with all look of them. good in HD. I I, I love I love my Rally X's, my Dig Dugs, and my Pac Man's, Miss Pac Man. The thing about those games is that you like walked through virtual museums to yeah. see everything. Mm-hmm. And I randomly had a Twitter conversation a couple weeks ago with um, uh, former guests or mm-hmm. past guests on Laser Time, and I don't mm-hmm. know maybe VGA Bob Mackey. Yes. Wow, Bob Mackey. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow, Bob Mackey. Um, and uh, Ray Barnold? Ray, yeah, Ray yeah, Barnold. Ray, Ray had, had posted a couple cool things. They had talked yeah. about that recently in Retronauts, I think. Yeah. And, I, and I posted how I always found the one when you go to see or go to play Miss Pac-Man in mm. the third one, you go into the house of Pac-Man. <laughs> but the, the thing is, you are Pac-Man. You're Pac-Man when you're walking through the, the museum. Mm-hmm. And there's one part where you're, you walk into... Miss Pac-Man's house, and when you get in there, Miss Pac-Man and like, Pac-Dog, whoever, they're both dancing to, to a song that's just, it's Pac-Man. But then when you open the door, it's Pac-Man on the toilet. So uh, you are Pac-Man, and you're seeing yourself on the toilet. <laughs> Uh, and I think I, I forget if uh, it's like a 2001 thing where then you uh, you then see Pac-Man as a baby and as yeah. like Getting an old man eating at a table. And I don't know if I forget if it was Ray or Bob. I, I'm sorry, uh, but they said it's like it's something out of like a like a Lynchian nightmare. It really is. It really <laughs> is. But I, I 
I not only love the games contained in the package, I love the way... I do have a fondness for the framework of those collections. Yeah. And the fact that they... Dude, that Namco games were that big. Mm -hmm. That the fucking logo for five games was just an A, Hmm. a C, an O, or an (laughs) N. Like, that's how big Namco was. And then, like... And this is just so working. when when you walk in on yourself on the toilet, does it play this sound? Dave is <laughs> shitting Fabergé eggs and whispering out of his butt. Yes, yeah. I would have played that constantly knocking one. Uh, <laughs> I'm in here, occupied. <laughs> this is like a occupied. How do you do the Pac-Man voice from the '80s cartoon? Oh God, it's sort have, of raspy. I stopped smoking cigarettes. I don't know if I can still do that. Oh, what pack? Oh, I gotta take another pack bullet, man. This is fucking crazy. I gotta take a pack dump. Santa Claus crashed in the pack dump. Someone's gotta get me my money. You are turning so <laughs> red right now. It hurt to do. There's also a little Cosby in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a jello pudding. That's yeah. the biggest news this week is that Hannibal Burris called yeah. Cosby a rapist in a, in a hilarious way. Jesus, it was awesome. What? Go look, or just Google it. Yeah. It's part of the joke, but <laughs> I love Hannibal Burris. Also, this week a twin stick shooter, which I don't know anything about, other than that it has one of the best titles since Flock, mm. which is Fluster Cluck. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd like I'd a good title. Mm. I've always wondered mm-hmm. if a title could actually sell a game. Because it would seem the opposite, because every game's title is super fucking boring. Almost yeah, always. Much. Like Screen Sheet. That's it, kind of a boring title with a really interesting concept it, behind it. It, it, it. it never matters. Like, every Gears of War title... Judgment. Ugh, nah. Fuels of War. Who cares? Army of War. <laughs> yeah. blah, blah. Fluster Cluck. I'd play that. Blah, whatever the hell Anne's working on. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone Sorry. in the comments explain re- in one sentence why it's called Judgment? Because I feel like you probably judge everybody in every yeah. single game. Well, Gears of War wait, Judgment, isn't that the one where they're... about trial. Yeah, they're Duh. actually on, on trial. Nerd. And telling Nerd. the story. <laughs> yes. Um... But yeah, Screen Sheet, which I just briefly mentioned, is yeah. also coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Bizarre indie game on Steam that it's it's basically like Goldeneye, like mm-hmm. Goldeneye's multiplayer, very simple and straightforward, and in these small levels. Mm-hmm. But the hook is that everyone's invincible or invisible, mm-hmm. so the only way to tell where your opponent is is by cheating and looking at their screens. Hence the title, so Screen Sheet. You see four screens yes, all the time, even if you're playing online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. You see four screens. And then you have to figure out, based on visual cues, uh, where your opponents are. And every arena is color-coded. So you can tell, like, oh, they're standing around blue walls next to that thing. Okay, I know roughly where that is. I'll go Actually, shoot in that area. Some asshole in my college dorm would kick everybody's ass in Goldeneye. He could hmm. see he, he knew the level so well. And, mm-hmm. and in the respawn uh, order, because it was not random. Wow. Goldeneye. And he'd know exactly where you are and where you were and mm-hmm. just immediately kill him. Sounds like a lot of fun to play against. Um, well, I'm not slandering this game by any means, but it <laughs> sounds like a, a nice, mm. cheap diversion. Mm. <laughs> well, again, I'm going to pull out a more obscure game than you. Oh, Dave. Oh, okay. Robot Alchemic Drive, which was Whoa. this... Uh, it's from the guys who made... Or Rad. Yes. Uh, for... It's from the developers who made the Earth Defense Force series. You might like it. Yeah. Um, it's a game where you play as a one of three teens who remote control mechs from afar. But the thing is, you have to move 
the person on the battlefield to a, a like an advantageous an advantageous position where they can see the mech and fight the monster. So you can't just like stand in like the middle of the street because there'll be a building right in your way. But if you're playing multiplayer, if you're playing two players, like you're both sharing the screen, and really only one of you has to like go to the top of the building and get everything in view because hmm. it's split screen. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it's tough I don't, I don't get it. Is it. What do you it, think about it? I liked that game. There you go. But anyway, sorry. A bunch of stuff out this week, and uh, you've been pretty silent, but Just Dance 2015 yeah, is out this week. Well, today, as we record this, but I guess <clears throat> yesterday, depending on whenever this comes out. Does yeah. it, does every game, Just Dance game, have to include Lady Gaga's Just Dance? <laughs> no. I really like that song. <laughs> no, I mean, it's been in Just Dance before. We usually have a Lady Gaga song. Thank God. I'm not joking. I do like uh, the Lady Gaga. I, I played this at E3 and mm-hmm. was surprised by how much I enjoyed it for like the five, ten minutes I was playing. It has an audience, and that audience does not listen to this show, so we don't <laughs> nope. we, we don't need to spend time talking about <laughs> the, 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 the last time I saw it advertised... I play with my stepmom, and that is the audience. The last time I saw it advertised was on the Disney Channel, and the Disney Channel doesn't have advertisements. They have sponsors who then have to pledge thanks to the Disney Channel. And I watched this Just Dance ad, and it's like, <laughs> Just Dance is proud to be a sponsor of the Disney. Gross, Disney Channel. Do you make everybody <laughs> bow down and praise <laughs> thanks to you when well, you fucking... Well, I mean... Of course, they're the Disney Channel. Gross. I... I feel like it's hard for me to say... I enjoy Just Dance because I'm a girl and people are going to be like, yeah, of course you do, you're a girl. But I actually do I, I, because it gives me the chance to be an absolute asshole yeah. that very few things give me well, that's, a chance to Because I played rock band for so long when I, when I loaded up Fantasia today and like you guys were standing around, it gives me the opportunity to be silly and make you, you guys laugh. You look like an idiot and it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and, and that's super mm-hmm. fun. And like... Like I've I've had that experience with Just Dance completely. But what what I liked about Just Dance 2015 during my E3 demo is it's not just you that looks like an idiot. It's also the people on screen because oh, yeah. I played holding out for a hero. And what it, they have Bonnie Tyler on there? They, oh, they yeah. do, and oh. the song is uh, your your dance instructor on screen is a half naked space barbarian <laughs> who does little twirls <laughs> that you have to follow along with. Uh, it's pretty great. Everybody here knows my short circuit to love yeah. and how much I love Bonnie Tyler's mm-hmm. need, holding out for a hero. Whew. Maybe as DLC, be, they'll let you reenact that as Johnny Five. The best trailer, game trailer I ever saw, and this is back in the heyday where people could still license songs, they were releasing a fucking Metal Slug collection and chose Bonnie Tyler's <laughs> I Need a Hero. I'm like, I was going to buy it anyway, but can I buy it twice? <laughs> Just wow. to make it's up one for of the those, licensing fee? One of those few games that I've like, probably like three years ago or something, way before I worked at mm-hmm. Ubisoft, I was at PAX. And I definitely got up on stage with, with a bunch of people dressed like assassins to play Just Dance. <laughs> it was <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> do you have an assassin-themed number? Because if you do, I will have to buy this game. We don't, but we have a Tetris-themed number. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, get on that, Anne. Make it happen. Exactly, yes. And all the people in it are dressed like Tetraminos. Yeah. Having spent, like... Most of the day uh, around your booth at E3, mm-hmm. like that song was blasting like every five minutes. Oh, you, man. you don't understand what it's like until you work across from it, which I no longer will ever have to. You don't understand what it's like until you work there I was in that booth. You guys never so stood loud. there the whole time. I did. I had. I was there the whole time. And and I will also say, having worked across every New York Comic Con, working across there at the Capcom booth, everybody 
it's like you're trying to get people to play your game on the floor, and nobody gives a fuck because Just Dance looks so fun, and there's like <laughs> there's a billion Banes on stage. I know mm. every single move to <laughs> Lady Gaga's applause, and by the Apple end sauce. of the show. So did all the people at the Wargaming <laughs> booth across the way because every morning before the show floor opened, Man, I would watch them dancing a while it was playing. And it was so, so good because you just see the entire top row of their booth dancing wow. perfectly <laughs> in sync with what the dancers were doing. And it was amazing. I want you to point what, like that no, again. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. It, was such, it was so good Ace Attorney shit. Like, only <laughs> I got to enjoy it. I'm not going to. I'm not. You can't take a picture uh, of me. Damn it. You let me take a picture of your fucking boob koozie last week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have a picture of you pointing. No. Also out, uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, which I think is the next week. Is it next week? I think so. But okay. it doesn't matter. Like I, I, I cannot wait to see what uh, that game looks like. Yeah. Third Shantae game, yeah, I think. But it's teams her up with Risky Boots, who's mm-hmm. the previous game's arch villain. So going going a little bit Kirby on us. This there. is this is Way Forward's uh, Kickstarter project, right? Uh, yeah, mm. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. And it's but it's it's weird that it's only 3ds and Wii U, but you know whatever. Like that's Way Forward loves that. Pl- Way, those Way are Forward, the exact platforms for Shantae. Kind of, and in Way Forward, like having been fortunate enough to visit that place, um, they are just massive Nintendo mm. nerds and just wonderful people who. Really, just want to be make literally make old Nintendo games. Like mm-hmm. that's all they, they. I'm not. I'm sure that's not all they like to do. But they're yeah, really but it's, good it's at what it. What they excel at. Yeah, they're really yeah. good at it, and mm-hmm. they always have been. Uh, Civilization Beyond Earth is apparently out this week yes. as well. So it's it's basically the <laughs> Alpha Centauri. Yeah, it. sadly, it's basically the, uh, the Alpha Centauri mod for Civilization Five, where <laughs> you get to colonize a new planet. I'll pretend I understand that. <laughs> all right. I just said you get to colonize a new planet. I got it. Wait, like XCOM? Uh, yeah, sure. Like reverse XCOM. I yeah, guess. exactly. <laughs> Where you're the invader and mm-hmm. you have to terraform everything and uh, you know vaporize the alien mm-hmm. natives. I'm I'm just assuming. Yeah, yeah. it would be great if if you also had an XCOM save on your PC. Next mm-hmm. time you booted up XCOM, if you found out you invaded your own yep. uh, planet. And you had to deal with the families of all the aliens <laughs> that you killed in XCOM. Right. <laughs> the was, grieving the, widows. The news is delivered to you by the spore you created in Spore. <laughs> <laughs> A billion years ago, it's still stuck yeah. in your hard drive. Why aren't all these games just tied together like that? That was my next-gen wish. That, 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 like... Is some, your, some, your next gen wish was that you could take uh, characters from certain games and just no, put well, them into new games. Yeah, but that that follows the same logic as in like if you guys would just play along with one another and allow my games to talk to one another, the save mm-hmm. data would read the same. And like if you're all using, the, especially if you're all using the same engine, like yeah, that would be amazing. Well, that's assuming they could do something more interesting with that than you know the psychomantis thing mm. on metal, in Metal Gear. Like, you like Zoe Gordon, <laughs> you like <laughs> man. You like <laughs> Konami games. <laughs> <laughs> it's still really cool. Yeah. Well, the fact that that was, you like video games, mm-hmm. you like Konami games. <laughs> was, you know, yes, sure. Okay, an assumption both of those no, no one makes anymore. No, mm-hmm. I like Metal Gear games, mm-hmm. and, and definitely not Konami games. Yeah. But I never did like International <laughs> Superstar Soccer. No. That's apparently the only one he commented on that I never got. <laughs> Uh, so that's about it for new releases. Very eventful week. We're yeah. starting to get into the holiday season. We're probably going to see this pick up soon. Oh, you, uh, there's also Legend of Korra, which is... Oh, yeah. That's another... Like, Platinum Games has two games <laughs> out this week, and you can tell where they put their work. <laughs> not Korra. Oh. Not, have you I, played I just, it? Not the, Well, I, I played it, and I thought it was all right. I previewed it, mm-hmm. like, 
months and months and months ago for OXM. I'm kind of dying to see the show. Uh, yeah, I hear, I hear good things about the it. The Avatar show is great. Yeah, and M. Night Shyamalan's not, a, no. not involved at all, so that's also Far good. Far away. Um, Boxing Marco once jokingly threatened me for, I guess, saying something disparaging about Korra. Which you shouldn't. You should never I do don't that. even remember. Hardcore enough. Yeah. The, the, the voice of that character, <laughs> hardcore porn. The voice of that character also puts on Sketchfest in San Francisco every year. That's hmm. uh, Janet Varney, and uh, interesting. Yeah, so I, I attend that festival all year long, and she is the voice of Cora. I think that's really cool. I don't. What? I've never seen either of these shows. Oh, Avatar is great. It's styled like anime, but it's mm-hmm. written with a, mm-hmm. a American approach to storytelling, or or just an approach to storytelling. Mm. Um, <laughs> Unlike the live action movie made about it. Oh, yeah, apparently that's terrible. I don't know. I'll never. I'll never know. It has Asif Mandvi as the villain. I don't know who that is from the Daily it's from Show. The Daily Show. With the, the correspondent? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Oh, God. I imagine trying to take him seriously as a villain. Mm. As in a, as a fantasy villain in a shitty M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> you look foreign enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's your you. Shyamalan impression. <laughs> <laughs> you look foreign uh, enough to me. Yeah. I, I might have <laughs> to. Hurt him out. Someday I'll turn into an uh, M. Night Shyamalan defender. Yeah. I used to be a legendary director. Uh Six Sense, Unbreakable, Signs mm-hmm. are great movies. Yes. Well, uh, Signs is... Eh. Signs, I think, is fucking great. Signs I do. Okay. Signs is a and, 7 out of 10. And then vi- The Village, I liked... I, I do like. I, I, I what cl- about Lady in the Water? Lady Which, in the Water was fucking god-awful. You, re- yeah, you ready for this? I loved it. And there, I hate there, you. There, there are so many things I to hate, hate about it. I am laugh- laughing at it, hmm. but it's still like an incredibly meta movie. It's, it seems kind of it egotistical. Is, that's all it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, no, totally. The happening was pretty great in a shitlord setting. Yeah, was it? Yeah. yeah Explain movie. shitlords to our listeners who oh, yeah. never uh, heard it before. Um... It used to be something yeah. Mike Grimm would throw, and now mm-hmm. he doesn't. Mike rest Grimm, it, rest shit lords rest movie. Oh, Mike Grimm is Mike Grimm is dead. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, say it right now. That's very. Oh sad. no, no, I'm thinking about Doc from Fraggle Rock. They're, oh, they're both yeah, like yes. kind of the same yes. to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a thing that Grimm. Well, Grimm does have a dog named Sprocket. He does. So. He does. Yeah. And they have the same haircut. It's mm-hmm. really weird. Mm-hmm. Grimm used to have a movie night where we would watch uh, usually two, maybe three crappy movies, mm-hmm. and drink heavily and make fun of them. Uh, but we're doing that for Halloween. It. They don't need to know that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You want to broadcast our location? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nobody knows We're where Mike Grimm Ground lives. Halloween. We don't even know where yeah, Mike Grimm lives. I don't know where Mike Grimm lives either. It's at an undisclosed location. He puts a bag yeah. over our heads yeah. and we wake up in this strange I th- place. I think it's a bunker somewhere out in the deep Mojave. Like yeah. We just sort of wake up in the middle of it's sand the, the next morning after being drugged. It has a giant flyer that says Project Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> look, look for Mike Grimm out there. Um. But Legend of Korra. <laughs> oh. oh, wait. All oh, right, yes, Legend wait, of Korra. We... Tell us about this game. Can I get a thousand achievements by mashing a single button? No, no. you can't. That's. Uh. Wait, was that Avatar? I thought that was, um, that was Avatar. Naruto. Oh, uh, I see. I, I still mix those up. Good. So, obviously, I'm not the best uh, judge, but. Um, yeah, most reviews are saying that it is I'm not watching, that great. I'm and, watching and, Dan Stapletown yeah. play it on Twitter and, and issue levy but clearly frustrated yeah. responses with. It's hysterical to watch yeah. that guy in his process. Like, you wow. can change the elements that you're using while you're fighting, mm-hmm. and it seems to work well in, like, a brief 15-minute demo, but apparently it doesn't work in the larger scale. Mm-hmm. I, I think there were a couple of decent reviews, I think, like... Like well, I, to, like, you know, I always said I don't. I don't most want, outlets didn't. If I love a show, especially an animated show, a lot, I, yeah. I don't want the game to be only on iPhone. I want to fucking yeah. Wanna, I don't want to do. I don't, uh. Look, if you li- if you like a show enough, 
you can overlook a not so good game. Probably. Like I've played through the 24 video game. Played through the Lost video wow. game. How about yeah. the Sopranos video game? I no, have never seen that no, show you. because uh, well, you borrowed it from me. Uh, am borrowing it from you. <laughs> oh, you still have it? I might. Ah. Have I you played not. the Shield game? Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. It's is there a, it's incredible? Is there a mini game where you taste uh, some guy's ex-wife's? Finish <laughs> 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 uh, your uh, sentence. <laughs> Her, yes, and then you have a list of choices. What did it taste like? Um, you, but at one point in the game, they make you suck. That's that's a, something for only Shield fans, and maybe just <laughs> Shane Patterson because I know he's listening because he called us out like a motherfucker last week over our aspect ratio. Yeah, that was conversation that really shitted up my email this morning because yeah, I got, Shane. I got e- emails for every single tweet that mentioned me. And it's like there's about twenty tweets from so, Shane alone. Yeah. You big jerk. <laughs> Talking about aspect ratios. Yes, we're dumb. Also, thank you for listening, Shane. I'm <laughs> sort of flattered that you do I that. I miss Shane so much. Yeah. He's like the greatest person ever. You should ever. have him on sometime if he's ever in the area. He seems to bypass this, this city altogether. I don't blame him. The city's terrible. It's, it's going to be swallowed up by an earthquake. Where's <laughs> this coming from? <laughs> I almost threw up. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the beer. We, we switched to Modelo this week instead of Rolling Rock. Sing... Opened a beer in the newsroom. Yeah, clever of you opening a beer during (laughs) that cacophony. (laughs) Right into the mic, no less. So, since we recorded our last show, like almost immediately after, uh, the internet sort of fucking exploded with a bunch of death threats. And I know nobody listening to this thinks that death threats are okay, but to those of you who are trying to publish games on Steam. Maybe okay. don't Maybe tweet death threats to, to Gabe, Gabe Newell. Newell, what's wrong with you? I think, but that 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 it it is emblematic of not uh, not Gamergate, but the people sending threats to other people is that people consider threats that they say on Twitter and other websites yeah. not real. Yeah, like, it's, it's not serious. It's, it's not serious, on but because of, because I'm joking uh-huh. and no one knows that, it, yeah. like not necessarily anybody knows that, but because I'm joking, it's not real. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, someone takes it seriously. Yes, this is an important lesson. I'm just saying. Also, now's a very bad time to make death threats in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bad time, uh, you know, anytime. But, but it's now's become, a really it's, bad. It's become time. an instant conversation stopper, which it mm-hmm. should be. Yes, mm-hmm. which it should be. And I and I definitely, dude. You know how many death threats I've made on the internet. When I was younger, probably more than you should have. Probably, t- mm. like one is more than you should have. And like, mm-hmm. and certain people, like I, how many death threats have I received? Plenty. Like I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. But it doesn't mean everybody has to have to has to be that way. Has mm-hmm. to understand when they get a death threat. I'm going to rape you with your own with your own DLC, Gabe Newell. <laughs> um, like, is that what he said? That's what he said, right? No. It was a direct quote no, from Ann Lewis. From Ann Lewis. What? Yeah, it he, was. he uh, uh, from the thing I was reading, and this is just from memory. He mm-hmm. said, "Like, oh, I, I must have tweeted something like, oh, 'I'm gonna fucking kill Gabe Newell.' Uh. Yeah. And then, like, they said, like, no, what he tweeted was, I will kill Gabe Newell. He will you die.' Will die. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also like it, it seemed like sort of he was kind of a stream of conscious tweeter. He was, he was and he was he was venting. He was calling Valve incompetent. That yeah, apparently, but his... the thing is, when you are the face of a company mm-hmm. even if it's a small indie studio yeah you've gotta fucking be careful yeah. with what you say but now like he is 
he's wrote a big letter uh, talking about how he's apolo- he's sad, he's sorry about all this. And he's resigned from the he's company. He's resigned from the company. He sold his half. He's mm-hmm. declined. Like he's no he, longer he part the cool- of the game at all. He did because a- he's like, hey, I want this game to have a chance to be on Steam. I am no longer. I no longer have it's anything to do with it. Paranormal activity. Yeah. And yeah. he was uh, he was incensed because Steam had early access underneath it. But yeah, and even though it, it was finished, it was finished. But it put it on the front page. I'm like. I, even I would be like, dude, you know how big a deal it is to get a Steam game on the front page? You need mm-hmm. to calm down. Like, it doesn't matter. That's early access. It's on sale and on the front page. <laughs> also, that's like something that you email them and say, hey, yes. can you fix yeah. this? Well, cool, that thanks. can take a while. Let's see. But, but, but still, like, even if it takes a while, by the time they fix it, you get a second lift. I think, but I think, again, this is, this is a <laughs> microcosm to the larger part of the internet is that you think that, like, because you may not be famous, no one is listening. And well, if they're listening enough to hear his death threat, he mm-hmm. could have just mm-hmm. said, "Hey, everybody, this game is not early access. Very true. Please let Steam know this. And if he can yeah. get a groundswell of people to do that, then but it also would have game... been a news story unless he made a death threat. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. it really wouldn't. Uh, and then, like, right speaking after... of news stories and death threats, thanks to whoever tweeted that threat to uh, the. Utah University for setting back the public image of gamers about 20 years. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate that's, that. That's great. Appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. you know what? And fuck Utah. <laughs> they have an open yeah. carry law. Like, it's, it's bad. No, concealed carry. Concealed carry, Which, my bad. It's bad when my family members, who know fucking nothing about mm-hmm. games, yep. come to me and are like, um, what's going on? I'm like, fuck. Grandma, it's okay. I'm not going to die, I promise. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Just the worst yeah. behavior a couple of awful people. All of our family members news. emailing us articles from CNN or whatever. Uh, uh, I get it, Meemaw. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> well, the, the concealed carry thing, like, on the one hand, I don't, I don't know what Utah's laws are specifically, but my understanding of concealed carry is that it's something you have to apply for yeah. and get vetted for. Mm-hmm. But because of that law, they couldn't search anyone for concealed mm-hmm. weapons, whether or not they had a permit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can understand, like, okay, well, this is... Y- you you can say, like, okay, this is probably isn't a serious threat. No gamer's going to do this, yes. realistically. But <laughs> when no you're, one wants when, that... Sh- if people's lives are on the line, yep. you can't just say like it's probably fine. Yep, this is this is my only job as security to protect people, and I can't uh-huh. guarantee the safety of this person. Yeah. Well, guess we're Thanks. not going to have this talk. Thanks, you ruined something. But it, that's why you bring it up, and like that was the whole point, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, the and terrorist no one, one, no one so got in what? trouble. The terrorist one. Yeah. Fuck that. And Fuck that. I'm going to say this, having do it, Dave. I've spent the last decade of my life writing about games, and the five years before that, I worked in a video game store, so. Almost half my life now, I've been directly involved with video games in some way, shape, or form. If you're going to kill somebody because they feel a certain way about video games, <laughs> something's wrong with your life. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes, is, it, doesn't, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really make any sense. It's, it's like, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's not exactly like, but it's... Like, when you hear about people who are, like, beaten to death at sports games, yeah. it's like, you know you're going to the jail for the rest of your life... Because somebody was wearing a, a, a different yeah. color uniform than you, and you're actually both well, fans. The last one was, I think, somebody tapped him on the shoulder at a urinal. Like yeah, at, at, while he was getting done at a urinal. And is this so, a Giants video I saw? Some yeah. dude yeah. Yeah. kicked out of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. God damn it! I don't know why I enjoy uh, World it's Star. Like, World Star. 
I don't yeah. know why I love videos of people getting the shit kicked out of me. Congratulations, so you're going to jail for the rest of your yeah. life. You were the king of the bathroom for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it, man. Oh, Everybody looked at me and they knew I was the king. Can yeah. we get a little civility? And for this guy in Utah, you had a press press conference. Or Maybe you, it was a guy in Utah. Yeah, he, yeah. to somebody in Utah. You're going to go to jail for a long time because you didn't want somebody to, to speak for something for an hour and a half yep. at your school. Yep. Yep. Your, point Good is, job, your point is infinitely weaker than whatever what you were whatever, whatever you were trying to obstruct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So I want to go play Alien Isolation because <laughs> there's new DLC already like this week. Really? Already? already? Yeah, something like that. Damn. Wow. Is it 800 kilobytes or less? <laughs> It seems very on disky to be this quick, this, this quick. Um, and then Sunset Overdrive comes out this week. And I'm still debating. Shit, that comes out this week? Next? No, it's actually two weeks from now. Is okay. it? Is well, it's it? a bit, bit different. Is it two weeks or this? I don't know. Next week? Yeah. Well, it's it not doesn't a... matter. Like I like I haven't played Isolation yet. I'm still enjoying Shadows yeah. of Mordor. I'm still playing Smash Brothers. I'm still playing Disney Infinity, and I'm still <laughs> playing Destiny. I got to get this shit under wraps. I got to hold it down. Yeah. The holiday season is upon us, and I usually go to Florida for two weeks and don't get to take my consoles with me. I don't have a Christmas break to play things, so I need to get it. I need I need to start being more. This is what <laughs> sucks about being a dork. I need to be more responsible with my free time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this this probably should have gone into new releases last what? week, but PlayStation TV oh, came out finally. Uh, the reviews in that makes it seem completely worthless. Yeah. I mean, well, well, hold on. Completely worthless for someone who owns a Vita. Yes. If you don't mm-hmm. own a Vita, it might be okay. It's only maybe slightly worthless because it doesn't play every Vita game. But it also doesn't have a Netflix, Hulu, Amazon app option. Yeah. Even though the interface looks exactly like the Vita. And What's the point then of releasing a little tiny box like this if it doesn't even have those basic well, apps that every Roku or Apple TV yeah. has? What I what I speculated on in my head is that there will come a time. Netflix has been very gracious in putting its net app on everything. So is Hulu. Absolutely everything. So I think there will come a time when the fight needs to be fought where some competitors don't get that app. Sony does sell movies and original mm-hmm. and they will be bringing original programming via PSN. Right. Um, why release your app on a competitor system? They well, have already. They have they have and already. I think but, a lot more people are going to watch Netflix than are going to buy individual I don't movies. disagree but the, but the impetus is on Netflix to create this app mm-hmm. and make it work on this system. Mm-hmm. What if they don't want this system to work? Well, they've already made a Netflix app for totally. Vita, haven't no, they? No, I understand, but like yeah. it's like it's it's up, if it was up to Sony, I'm pretty sure it would have launched with the system. It's up to Netflix and it's up to mm. Hulu and it's up but, to HBO Go, and they've all decided to not support the system. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know that, hmm. but uh, that that's that's what I'm thinking is like they've all they've all that's what's weird. But that those that battle will be fought for these streaming services where eventually, like Amazon is selling a phone and a console. Why would they want to support every other system? Well, because they some point. want people to buy. They you don't think there'll be a, a, gonna, you don't think there'll be a point where they want they want to sell the fire and the phone so much that like it's not available in other platforms. I think they they it's could, a recognition yeah. of the fact that not everybody's going to buy their platform, so they might as well get their content to yeah. them every way they that they can. I, I it can makes to, sense. I can totally see that, but then like but then when you're looking at the, the uh, PlayStation TV is a direct competitor to basically only Amazon. Because they're offering a game service and they're offering the Prime service. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to support that? 
because it's it's, it's, it's a an, it's a better game service hmm. that they uh, delivering games they can't possibly ever achieve. Hmm. Why would they want to? Why would they want that in your living room? Well, if it's something they see that it can have a decent enough install base, they'll do it. Yeah. But that's also why I don't think any new streaming services are going to be coming to Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like the WWE Network just like bypassed it completely because yeah. nobody has. Nobody, anyone who has a Wii U probably has something else they'll watch the WWE Network on. Mm-hmm. Um, they could rebrand it as the Wii Wrestling the w- Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The WWII Network. Oh, the World War II Network? You mean oh, the History yeah. Channel? I'm disgusted. <laughs> Circa uh, 1999? Yeah. I'm but, disgusted. But I'm, it's a little weird those features didn't launch with the system and certain things people expected also didn't occur. But it, it, what it seems like is for, what it seems like the perfect gift for had I were I still making money mm-hmm. um, for my friends back home who I played PS One games with. So mm-hmm. here's this ninety nine here's this ninety nine dollar PlayStation. Yeah, you can play stuff on. But I, I, I was only reading one review, and that like um, the Vita and the PS Four talk to one another very well. And stream back and forth very well as long as they're talking to this. They're like yeah. plugged directly into the same router. Mm-hmm. It's not the case with with PS TV. The PS Four game streams do not work as well. Um, and shit, I cannot. I, I can't remember. Yeah, but basically, Why if, is you, if you're trying to stream a PS4 game mm-hmm. to the PlayStation TV like you would with the Vita, mm-hmm. it apparently does not work as well, mm-hmm. which is sad. Which is sad, which is sad because like what it, what when you boil it down the playstation tv is for a few people mm-hmm. meaning us people who already own ps4s ps3s and vitas yes and they're asking us to spend a hundred dollars for something we don't really need mm-hmm. no so for something you, that basically just adds on to what we have and yeah. it's like yeah this is a way to play assassin's creed uh liberation mm-hmm. on a an hdtv oh wait no it isn't because it won't work with certain yes. p uh vita games and there are other options to do that with and it i don't know it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. make a whole lot of sense other than creating a cohesive environment for like hardcore playstation fans mm-hmm. and i am a playstation fan but it's not necessarily where i'm gonna i want to watch bojack horseman <laughs> no <laughs> not not all the time also slightly unrelated it's almost it's kind of unbelievable that it's I think the Xbox One's been out for almost a year and mm-hmm. they still haven't put HBO Go on it. Uh, and nor PS4. Well, Isn't it coming though? I thought they, HBO they keep Go saying was that. They, they, they announced this week that that HBO Go is coming to uh, like as a non-cable yeah. subscription yes. service. Yeah, very uh, exciting. In like 2014, 2015, or something. Like yeah, that. Well, who this knows? Is 2014. I don't know what day it for is. Some Your reason, clocks mean nothing to someone as pseudo-employed as me. For some <laughs> reason, I thought that. Like Microsoft had the exclusive on the HBO Go apps no, for it, some, th- but that's what I'm talking about. I think that they went, they measured out like which which app will give us the most bang because the apps aren't oh, yeah. they're not easy to to make on every other system and they they chose one or the other maybe with some influence from Microsoft. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The thing is, for somebody like me, like hearing all that is like, oh, so this new system isn't going to have Netflix or Amazon. Oh, it's that's weird. okay. I have like. Five other consoles and a TV yep. that have all those apps. I, I, I am them. always shopping for a new television, and it's like, smart TV. I'm like, can I get one without all that? I do not need another thing with apps on it. Whatever sure TV. You do. I don't. I do, what I if really that don't. TV has the uh, the Simpsons every episode app? That came out this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, Xbox the next thing that. to having a channel mm-hmm. that is just mm-hmm. devoted to that. And I really wish FXX would stop pretending that that isn't what it should be. <laughs> oh, no, like they call it the new app is called Simpsons World, hmm. and that's all it is. I, the, the best feature I saw was Simpsons Heartbeat, which will show you the top 
Simpsons episodes at all times. I don't know wow. why, but I find that fucking fascinating. What the, what without voting, what the internet has decided are the best Simpsons episodes ever. Hmm. That, like what? It's just the most viewed on the, yeah. the app. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like at any given time, like that to me, like. I want that app for just that. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. Like what? What have we decided yeah. are the best? Even we we're so big like right, reserves. We yeah. don't discuss the best episode because you know there really isn't one. But like right now it would be all the Treehouse of Our episodes. Probably um, last month it would have been the one where Homer's in New York. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> September. I got, it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Uh, with the big nine eleven warning mm-hmm. right there. But PlayStation TV doesn't seem to merit a purchase. No, and I, this is the thing. When it was first announced, I was kind of excited about it. But looking at it from just a pros and cons standpoint, it's like I can't justify this. It, well, you, you, we like it's it. Only, and I buy fucking everything. It only works for us because we we buy everything and mm-hmm. we already own all these systems. What I wanted it to do was to convince my fuck ass kid having thirty four year old friends back home. That games are still awesome. I don't and think you, you can, can be a fuck ass and kid having it. And the you, same can, time. you can axe them, you can. But babies yeah. are real. And, and <laughs> guys, but that, but that, but that it was something that could get them back in like not only the old games we were playing, but could still play new games with me. That I could play Luft Trousers with my best friends back home. Who mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily? Who doesn't think he has enough time for big games? Right. Um, that's what, and, and it seems to fail to reach that audience. Boo hoo. Oh well, so sad. Boo hoo. Yeah. And Johnny, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Okay. Doesn't like being touched, <laughs> and I tapped her leg. Please, you know, she looks really tired. And cheer up. Sorry, I'm not tired. I cheer am up, tired. Lewis. I went to the gym today. Are you crying? Yes. Are you crying? Yawn tight. I'm yawn crying. You're yawn crying. Yeah, you know when you yawn and your eyes start to water, and you're like, Meh. Oh, yawn cry. You That's where I'm at. You need a nap. I do. Or to go to bed because it's like 10.30. Which is kind of early <laughs> for so us, actually. Old. <laughs> but still, shut it down so I can play Aliens Isolation. Oh, fine. Let's move on to the community <laughs> uh, it's segment. Alien Isolation. There's yeah. only one. My mistake. I, hate, I I love Alien. Don't care for Aliens. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, like Bishop. Last week's question of the week mm-hmm. was, have you ever dressed up as a game character for Halloween? Or if you haven't, which one would you like to dress up as? Uh, TranquilBez22 was the first to answer on the forum, so he gets read first. Uh, Halloween isn't greatly celebrated in Australia unless you're under the age of 10. Whoa. Although, if so, no no sexy nurse costumes except for 10 year olds? That seems that's, wrong. That's even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone's buying a ticket to Australia. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, if Halloween was celebrated the way you Yanks do it, <laughs> emphasis mine. Uh, I would dress up as Nathan Drake. The costume is simple and affordable, yeah, and I, I already have the necklace and the belt buckle from the Uncharted 3 Special Edition, so I'm partway there. I rock the half-tuck anyway, <laughs> regardless of the half-tuck I'm, Henley. whether I'm going as Nathan <laughs> it's Drake It's alliterative and stylish. Yeah, you keep doing that, and you walk in the door, and I just assume you've been beat up. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Half talk. It, it's kind of what I'm. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I just want people. Leave to think me that alone. It already happened. Please, please don't touch me. Can't you see? I have nothing. My shirt is half. It's <laughs> half tucked. It's not a. It's not a bad costume to navigate this neighborhood. It really isn't. <laughs> Covered in dirt and grime. Yeah. yeah. No. I already fell in a pile of manure. You can't do anything worse Dang, to me. Oh, Move on. Crap. 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 Uh, crap. Cody Stovall doesn't really give an answer, but this is funny, so I'm going to read it anyway. I want to be several things, but nobody dresses up or cares about Halloween besides drinking at college. Sad. I mean, what loathsome, pitiful, milk toast, white, 
white guilt, <laughs> pieces of human garbage. Whoa, Zorp Zorpfield. Need to drink to have fun on Halloween. Certainly no one here. <laughs> I need to drink to have fun, period. I know you do. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of worrisome. Are we going to have a talk? Uh, what is I've this? already written a letter. I'll read it after we're done. ASL Jerk says, I rarely have been able to dress up for Halloween, but I always wanted to dress up as John Marston. I don't have the face or physique to dress up as many game characters, but I thought I could pull it off. After all, John was just so badass and man-sexy. Who wouldn't want to pretend to be him? I don't know. That's a good one, though. The I would be is John Marston. Me getting people to recognize that you're John Marston and yeah. not just cowboy. <laughs> yeah, you would be you would be a stars. 1920s trick or treater. Yeah. 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 yeah, I basically have Marston hair right now, so I can. No, oh, you don't. Your hair looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that. saying that in a good way. Oh, man, that's a sexy man. Well, you've accepted it now. You were very sensitive two weeks ago. I've gotten. I'm okay with it now. Uh, Bladed Falcon says no because in Mexico they celebrate Dia de los Muertos instead and in fact when I was younger Halloween was frowned upon by most people as either a pagan holiday which to be fair kind of is or simply a shallow and commercial one which yes it also is also that Mm -hmm. but candy corn yeah But you get free candy! In fact, in our household, we were raised to despise and distrust people that did celebrate Halloween so far as to refuse to open the door and give candy to those few kids in... Uruapan, my hometown... Fine, good luck cleaning the eggs off your house. (laughs) ...that did go out and celebrate. I've grown out of that, of course, and realized that Halloween is way more fun than our solemn and boring Mexican custom. I'd love to dress up as Castlevania's Dracula eventually, though, which might be tricky because I'm not nearly old enough to pull off the classic Symphony of the Night version, and the Lords of Shadow version has now a soiled reputation thanks to an awful sequel. <laughs> you see, you don't I thought you, the sequel was okay. Do you understand the American way? If there's a holiday anywhere in the universe that looks slightly fun, America will yeah, co-opt yeah. it. You think we give a shit about we the events of Cinco it. de Mayo? We don't have a cultural identity. We'll take mm. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the... St. Patrick's Day, that's ours now. We're we're the Cheesecake Factory of Culture. We will add anything to our menu. I keep telling Jewish friends, like, it's only a matter of time. Like, if you can somehow make Hanukkah look really fun, America, like, we'll just drink it during during Christmas. Especially. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right now, it's like, oh, over eight days? No, no, we want to plan all this for one day. You you sell it to Gentile parents by saying, this is the underwear holiday. This is, (laughs) you have eight days to give your kids all the boring presents. And then on Christmas, they open the fun presents. They get the lead up. And then the Anti-Defamation League complains, and it becomes a huge thing. And then we just sort of remember it with regret years down the road. Remember when they tried to popularize Hanukkah by making it seem boring? Yeah, that, that'll work out great. <laughs> I feel like the booze companies are like this close to coming up with a way to make people drink on Easter. As soon as Budweiser buys An- Manischewitz, it yeah. will happen. <laughs> it will happen. You're right. You're right. Budweiser probably does own Manischewitz for all I know. <laughs> probably do. Yep. Uh, let's see. Who else? You want to read one, Dave? Uh, sure. Um... Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna. Uh, Jar says my girlfriend and I made pretty good Sub Zero costume last year. Oh, is that a female and male Sub Zero though? That'd be weird. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, Adam and did, Eve. Not they did it kind of like a horse. So one of right. <laughs> one of them was half, and the other <laughs> the other was the other half. 
Uh, Crepe Crisis says, I've been Yoshi before, but it was store-bought and ugly. I was also Guitar Hero one time. <laughs> Quotations, because it was a pun using the game's name and not a character from the game. So basically, I was a guitar-playing superhero whose fans were so unimaginative that they named him Guitar Hero. I really need to see a picture of that Yoshi there is a picture store-bought of Yoshi here. costume. Oh, well, shit. not the store-bought Yoshi costume, but his Guitar Hero costume is, is here, and it's... Yeah, it looks like he's wearing a trilby and a cape and a mask and holding up a Guitar Hero controller. Um, the costume itself wasn't bad, though. Purple sparkle tights, black gym shorts, an unfortunate fedora, <laughs> and a Guitar Hero <laughs> controller. That's a joke that wouldn't work anymore. Which one? Guitar Hero. Yeah, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The game no longer exists. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's a failure. <laughs> um, let's see. Flory000 says, I once went as a football zombie from Plants vs. Zombies. I was already That's attending awesome. I was already attending a zombie bar crawl and figured it'd be more fun to wear a costume in addition to my zombie face paint. The one major downside, when people get drunk and see you in football pads, they suddenly get this urge to tackle you. Well, yeah. Uh, Dual Pro says, I would dress up as a re-dead from the Zelda series and go around hugging people. <laughs> and then I'd be arrested. <laughs> Yes, you probably would. Especially if you started making those hip-thrusting motions. Yum. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, your mother's a Thor <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> I usually do the superhero thing, but a friend of mine and his girlfriend once went as Squall and Aerith from FF7. No, Squall isn't from FF7. Uh, they wore homemade costumes, but they spent weeks finishing them up. His buster sword... Oh, Cloud. Okay. His buster sword was phenomenal. They won second place at the huge contest they have at a local Halloween festival. Mm. Nice. Just like me. Sec- no, I didn't even get second place for that. Oh, you're stem- savage st- costume. So, so yeah. Where'd it get this year? Oh, yeah. wow. You got a bunch of costumes here. I have to read this one. Curious Quail says, My whole band went as Nintendo wow. characters for a Halloween show a few oh. years back. Keyboardist went all out on Link costume. I ended up getting a cheap pre-made Luigi suit. Our drummer threw together this awesome Donkey Kong complete with a DK-style barrel as a part of his kit. That is amazing. Our bassist, who was this ripped personal trainer, went hilariously as Toad. (laughs) And our guitarist was going for Star Fox. (laughs) (laughs) But ended up looking like a furry in a flight suit. Here's a few pictures. Wow. The pictures are great. You guys guys gotta go to... uh, lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and look at these pictures of Curious Quail's band. I think Curious Quail is the band name. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that's pretty Those badass, awesome. guys. And a great plug if you snuck that by us. Mm-hmm. Normally charge a lot for band plugs. Uh, Moan for Stallone says, this is technically a video game character due to 2005's EA release of Batman Begins. Yes? No. It's a picture of himself wearing a Batman Begins outfit. <laughs> I went as conservative Black Canary, and I think that's the closest I've gotten to... Uh, like, politically conservative? No, like, I wore pants instead of fishnet tights. Ah, so you pussied out. Good. Good yeah. job, man. Yeah, okay, I thought maybe you would be wearing... The, I had the bodysuit and everything, and I'm like, I can't do this! I'm uncomfortable thinking so about it. So I wore it. heeled boots and jeans, and, and then the rest of it was there. Now we got a lot of responses to this question. I'm going to read a couple more. Uh, Hellbringer says, My wife made costumes for my then one-year-old daughter and me. The idea? To be Ash and Pikachu. Sadly, I don't have any pictures of that except on a coffee mug these days. 
However, I will leave you with some costumes that I did up for Rock Band 3, the uncanny X-Men of the 70s and early 80s. Sir, can you uh, mail us this mug? Mm-hmm. We, need <laughs> we this. want to see this. Yes. Post it. Take a picture, post it somewhere. No, That's send cute, us the mug. Like... We want the mug. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day because she's... She just had a baby, and she was like, I have no idea. I want to do something cute with my kid. And, uh, and I was trying to think of, like, I don't know. What could you do with a baby? And that's a cute one. I like it. It is. Babies uh, suck, though. They're boring. Dr. McNinja says, would love to go as the Fez guy using a white morph suit and a red Fez. That's actually a really good idea. I yeah, might steal totally. that. <laughs> could repurpose my go costume. Go costume. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Milher Time says, For a superhero birthday party, I made a Link costume from Ocarina of Time. The shield was made with cardboard, duct tape, and yellow particle board for the Triforce pieces. I took some foam and made a magical sword on an existing sword from another costume prop. To finish it off, which I thought was the greatest touch, I took some styrofoam and weak piano wire and taped it to the shield so that when I had the shield on my back, the piano wire would bounce the little styrofoam ball like Navi. But I really want to go this Halloween as Powdered Toast Man. Nice. Wow. There's a reference. Sweet. Hold, that's what you do with a baby costume. You dress him as a little po- Frank Zappa Pope. It's <laughs> a super specific reference. I'm saved. I apologize. I'm saved. <laughs> you will have to learn how to clench things in your butt. <laughs> and walk back. <laughs> so new question of the week. Just building off the top five and being lazy, what's your favorite haunted house that you've encountered in a game? I mean, those of you who are like, well, what about this one? Now's your chance to tell us about it. Uh, I guess for me, just I, I didn't even consider this one because it's way too fucking obscure. Really? Yeah. In the cosmology of Kyoto, which, Jesus. again, is the, the only game that Roger Ebert ever reviewed, what? Uh, there is a place you can find called Kara- Kawara no In which is based on an actual infamous, supposedly haunted house in Kyoto. So I've uh, never heard of this, but Roger Ebert reviewed it. Yes, in Wired. Why? Like, years and years ago. I don't know, because they thought it'd be funny. And, like, he, it was, it's the only game he's really ever played, apparently, or had really <laughs> ever played. But, if it, like, it was a, a Myst-style adventure where you're in first person and you're clicking on things. and uh, But you, you visit Kawara Nuin and you stay the night there at one point, and... Just all of a sudden, like, all these... Like, the art style of that game was basically... Imagine uh, a Terry Gilliam short from Monty Python. Like, just all these weird paper cutout characters. And, like, a bunch of weird ghost things come out and menace you in the middle of the night. And I think they, they can kill you if you don't run away. But uh, someone else go. Uh, we I think we talked... The, the fucking Boo Manor? Like, uh, what's, yeah, what's yeah. the first Chocolate Plains Mario World? Like, oh, yeah, it is yeah. the first haunted house. And it was... Fucking crazy when you went into it for the first time. Yeah, for a lot of us, it was like the first haunted house in a game yeah, outside of it was Castlevania. Really weird, and like I think the Boo character did appear. Did it appear in Mario Three? Uh, I don't. That's a good mm, question. I, I think can't it remember. might. I mean, there were haunted houses like the. I remember the the, the mid bosses, the yeah, boom the, boom rooms. Yeah. The Boo was a pretty big deal. When, yeah, in but Super like, Mario but, World. like you walk into a house covered with them. Yeah, uh, and it was pretty fucking. I don't nuts. know. I don't know if it was in three because I don't know if the NES could have done that fading. Like, no, but, well, yeah, they faded in and out in, in well, they had, world. They had dry yeah. bones and all that shit, so they were trying mm-hmm. to achieve yeah. the same thing. But it like it's it's literally now a staple of every Mario game. Yeah. There is a haunted level in every single game, mm-hmm. and, it, and I think Mario World set that template. Yeah, whatever the chocolate planes was one was that's mine. 
Um, I'm going to go with... I'm sure I can think, I'll think of something better later, but uh, that one stage in Condemned Ooh. where you're in this like department store and there's a bunch of mannequins around and... Man, I'm probably not. I'm, not, I'm probably not remem- remembering it quite, quite well. But but like the entire con- conceit of the game is that there was a serial killer who would like uh, pose mannequins in certain ways. Uh, ah yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. I know exactly which part you're talking. But there's that. That part's kind of early in the game, isn't it? Uh, I thought I got far. But uh, well, that's where the mannequins <laughs> come to life and chase after you. Yeah, yeah. Pretty far. Uh, but yeah, the, the, just this one. Not the part with the bear. That's not the part of the country. I didn't get to that. Thanks yeah. for spoiling that's it. That's in two. Oh, fuck, that's right. Thanks that's for spoiling two. two. I haven't even started it. I ah! still have it in my collection. There's a bear. There are many rules about spoilers. A lot of them being time. Yeah. If you can't literally cannot buy the game ever again, <laughs> like it doesn't matter but I, anymore. But I still do own it. You do? Don't tell me All the guy right. from Heroes still doesn't play the hero, the main guy in the second. He doesn't, I know that. <laughs> oh, I will say, uh, Boo's were in Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, As so. Boo Diddley's. Boo Diddley's. Oh, my oh, God. That right was... next to the Morton Koopa Jr. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those outdated so references. So clever, Nintendo of America. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So mine we talked about for a minute in the first segment with Fatal Frame, but it's mm. Himuro Mansion. Ah, okay. And it's apparently like a real place in Japan that mm-hmm. is really? supposedly the most haunted location in Japan. Really? A uh, series of gruesomely, or gruesomely. Gruesomely. I like that grisly, word. <laughs> gruesome. I do. He's my favorite martial arts actor. <laughs> gruesomely. I'm deciding to combine words now. <laughs> Uh, gruesome, grisly, whichever you word go. you want to go for. Murders uh, were committed here, but that game just always scared the shit out of me, the first one. Battle so. Frame? Battle Frame. I need Battle to go frame. back and play it. Also, play the I second I do not one. know if it holds up. I know the I second one is cousin. still considered legendary, but... It still, it still does enough things that I think it's it's fun. I don't know. It would be fun to stream, just saying. It did a lot, and I feel like it was one of my first... One of my first horror games that I really played through, not on my own because my cousin was there with me, but like one of my first horror games that I played through without like throwing the controller at somebody else and be like, you take over for a bit. So it has a. Love it. Battle frame. Yeah. I changed my answer to the castle from frame. the original D. Jesus Christ. Wow, there's a reference. Yeah. It's like mist, but not that fun. <laughs> not not that good, I should say. So, sh- show of hands, who thought D4 was a sequel the, to D2 I saw in that it, series? I saw the logo for the first time. Yeah. I did. That's three hands, by the way. Everybody I, but Dave. I played a ton of D, so You're I knew it wasn't. Uh, Dave is really That game is legit scary. There's only like two or three games that I think really scared me. Well, when was Missile Command for Atari 2600? <laughs> wow, really? Because when you when you finally lose and you hear like the exp- like nuclear war explosions, it was like this really scares me. I'm scared of nuclear war, and this is like triggering oh. that. Trigger All right. warning. All right. So, question of the week again: What's your favorite haunted house in a game? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com/forums and. Uh, Starting a discussion there, a person who does start the topic by reposting the question with an answer gets read first on next week's show, or you can go to the comments under episode 86 on VigiGameApocalypse.com. So that's been our show. We're going to go out with a quick round of plugs, as we always do. You can follow the show on Twitter, at VGApocalypse, 
or me personally at Wikiparas. Somebody else go. No, uh, move <laughs> Let someone else what? go first. Don't talk with your mouth full of dicks. <laughs> uh, me, it's very hard to do. Me, I'm Dave Rudden on Twitter. And uh, Cheap Popcast will be a new episode early next week. Uh, laser time this week. Monster monster parties. Mm. Factor fiction. If factor fiction. It's one of... I'm, I was so fucking happy to do this one. I'm not seeing great reviews. Somebody proved me wrong. I thought it was a really fun episode to do. Uh, we have the Halloween pack, which is available for about seven more days at this point. It expires October 31st. But uh, donate zero, one, one cent to four ninety nine, and you will get uh, commentary tracks for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, and Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Donate over four ninety nine to $5, and you will get uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. These are oddball, uh, oddball movies and uh, fantastic horror franchises. And Freddy's Revenge is the worst, mm-hmm. but it, you will look at it a different light. You never knew it was this gay. Yeah. But the other ones are fucking great. And they're, they're maligned because they buck trends and kind of fucked with fans back in the day. But they're really fun movies. Uh, I agree. $5 to a billion dollars, you'll get that. Donate whatever you want. If you donate a billion one dollars... Yes. A Dave or I will marry you. Yes. If it's Utah, <laughs> we'll both do it. We're both, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's been our Wait. show. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> okay, prices. There was a silence. I, f- I figured everyone was. VG Empire of October is happening right now. All Pokemon stuff. We'll have a new episode of Cape Crisis with Lomas and Lewis. That's uh, true. I was on Cape Crisis this week, and we talked wow. about horror comics. Yeah, horror nice. comics. Yeah, just for Halloween. Horcruxes. Thank you, man. You were awesome. I wanted to pimp. Was that <laughs> so? You were great. I th- I had so much fun because nobody ever wants to talk to me about horror comics, and that's like. Yeah. It's good we I have you those. here to, to pimp it's not horror true. comics. I just don't have convers- well, I mean, I don't have conversations that aren't on a microphone comics. anymore, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I like being on when I know what I'm talking about, and I know what I'm talking about when it comes to horror comics and Constantine, which were the two things I know, that we talked about. I know. I just wish you get over show. that because you're never better than when you're making fun of people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I did make fun of stuff. Yep. Well. That'd oh, and it. I'm I'm at BDR and Lewis. BDR and Lewis. Cantis on Twitter. Mike, close this out. All right, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Tell me what's new, tell me what's new, making up a new, new lead song. I probably have no business doing that. No, you don't. I'm the mic, and I don't know anything about music, and it's probably not my call to make, and yeah.